Cherry Pop Horror. Hello, 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 and welcome to Cherry Pop Horror, the horror movie podcast where it's always someone's first time. I'm Jacob, and in this show we tackle all things horror, be they your classic slashes, gore fests, monster flicks, kids horror, animated, basically, if it's got enough horror themes to it, we'll give it a watch. If you've seen the movie before, just sit back and relax. If not, don't worry. We're going to be running through the plot, talking about what we liked, what we didn't like, and just generally having a good laugh. If you'd like to get in on the discussion, send us an email, cherrypophorror at gmail.com. That's all one word. All right, here we go. I feel the icy breath of death upon my neck. Hi, I'm Chucky. Want to play? Beware the ground on which you stand. Wendy! I'm the floor is quicker than the sand. She's doing the rose down with the deal this day. Perfect. All goes. Bert! They're under the ground! They're under! The species were fundamentally insane. Can I speak to Annabelle? Born two of us in a room with big sides and start dreaming up reasons to kill one another. I'm sorry? Moving when you're young can be a scary thing. A whole new town, a whole new city, sometimes even a whole new country. I left everything I knew behind when my parents moved us here to New Zealand. And for a while, it just felt like the world wasn't the same. It can be difficult to discover a whole new world. It's so much bigger than you thought it was. Hello, Jess, and welcome back. Sorry, not welcome back. Welcome, welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it. I'm How many Jesses have you got on here? Just one other. Okay. Wait, one other? Yeah. From high school. Okay. Hello, Jess, and welcome to Cherry Pop Horror. What's something that scared you as a kid that no longer scares you now? Okay, so I'm sure everyone knows about the Doctor Who Weeping Angels episode. I love the Weeping Angels episode. I hated it. It's, honestly, I watched it like, when was it? Like, a, like four years ago or something, like another four years ago. Yeah. After I'd already seen it, uh-huh. and it still traumatized me. And it's it, terrifying. It yeah, really is. Yeah, yeah. And even when I watched it as a kid, I was just this little little wee girl watching it with her brothers. Yeah. And then I had so many statues in my room that night, and I moved <laughs> all of them into my brother's room. In case they were and tiny he little angels. Into his room and was fucking horrified. <laughs> and then I, yeah, uh, we had a whole thing of like a week straight of moving them back and forth, trying to scare each other. Yeah. Yeah. The Weeping Angels were actually terrifying. Yeah, they were! The way they move, and every time they turned around, they fucking moved forward. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I used to be... It was a short period of time, but again, I was also mortified by a movie, which then changed my life. Um, do you know Tremors? It's a 1990s movie with I've Kevin Bacon. It, I haven't... Uh, I haven't seen it. It's like giant underground worms. And they move, Ooh. they move through like the top soil, so the loose soil, and then they they sort of grab your feet and like bury you alive and then eat you. Oh my god! So for a little while, oh I was like god. terrified to walk around the garden. No, because I was like, what if ones are here and just like bury me and eat me? <laughs> so yeah, we both got traumatized by TV. Yeah, <laughs> interesting that, eh? Because I was thinking about it as well, because I was just like, you know, spiders will shut. No, they still terrify me. I'm not, I don't like going in the ocean. I'd... It's just like the most fake things that terrify you, eh? Yeah. yeah. And then you look back on it and you're like, that's 
probably fine. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen any statues move lately, so I'm going to talk. Yeah, yeah. Now's the chance for, like, your family members to just move all your shit close to your door or something while you sleep. Oh, God. That brings us nicely into our movie, because it's all about kids being scared. This is our first, like, family-friendly cherry pop pop horror episode. This is, um, this was Jess's first time watching 1989's Little Monsters. Mm Mm-hmm. Monster! It was a real monster! There is nothing under your bed, and I want you to just go to sleep, okay? It was a monster! There are no monsters! If you say there's no monster, then switch rooms with me! Your lucky night. Imagine a world solely of kids. No teachers, no rules, no homework, no parents. Come on now! I'm a monster, then what do monsters do? Good question. Come on, scare the hell out of her. It's our duty. Come on, stop it! We almost had him. He was becoming one of us. Eric's gone. Have you seen him? Do you know where he went? Before the sun clears the horizon, we turn into monsters. Are you still in? I'm in. Keep an eye out for monsters! Let's blow them away, Brian! No way out! I want my brother! You amaze me! Exactly. Take a walk on the wild side. Okay, so we open on some beautiful piano music it was so like it i had like what what's the opposite of like vietnam flashbacks <laughs> we have like positive flashbacks you know when you because i i watched this movie as a kid and then i haven't watched it since then so like while this movie was playing i was having like positive flashbacks of my childhood you know when i didn't have bills or anxiety <laughs> that's called i would just say good memories good memories but like it was like i zoned out as well i was just like oh my god i I remember those days (laughs) yeah i'm like oh my god eating eating popcorn with my older brother watching this movie oh my (laughs) i had that Uh, but yeah this this wonderful piano music made me think of like it's childlike wonder and it reminded me of like um matilda they played that song as well. The same Matilda. Was song? it the same song? Yes, it was. Oh, um, on my way. Start, but yeah. On my way. And it's in Ice Age as well. Yes. Yeah. 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 They do play that song. But this particular piano thing reminded me of Matilda. It reminded me of like Big, you know, the Tom Hanks movie. All those sort of, you know, coming of age movies and stuff like that. It was so like nostalgic, and I was just like, oh my god. It was great. But as the credits roll, we've got this lovely piano music. We sort of zoom out on little monsters in big letters, which was great. Then we see two boys sat on a porch as a loading truck is being unpacked. We get a voiceover. This is from Brian, our main character, Fred Savage, who I, I feel like he he's maybe well known for stuff that I just don't know him from. That's what I was thinking as well. Because I was like, Fred Savage, I was like, I know that well. name. It's, yeah, it sounds so familiar, but I couldn't find any movies that he was in that I... The only other thing I know him from is Princess Bride, where he's also like a little kid. 
Okay. He's like, he's the one grand... He's just a famous little kid. Maybe. That was a child a actor, and that was it. Um, he, he said that they moved here two months ago, and his whole life changed. So basically, you know, when... I, did you have a big move when you were little, or I are you, just, like, local? I like, every fucking year of my childhood, basically. Oh, right. Yeah. But, like, big moves, or, like, you um, know, just move house to two streets over? Just moving all around Auckland, pretty much. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So not, not too bad. Yeah, not too bad. You can still, like, meet up with your friends and yeah. stuff like that. I changed schools so many times, though. That was the only thing. Oh, really? Yeah. How many schools did you go to? Um, not too bad. It was a one, two, three, four, five, six schools. Six schools. All for high school? Um, not high school. That was, like, two primary schools, two intermediates, and then two colleges. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a lot of yeah. that's a lot of schools. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I moved full country, so I lost like yeah. Okay, yours is too. everything. Everything and everyone I knew oh. it's gone. It's really weird. It's a really weird feeling because it feels like ho- you're on holiday. Yeah. Until it's not. Yeah, you're on holiday until you never go back. Yeah, it's so weird. It's very weird. But anyway, yeah. So that that's the sort of feeling you have. These kids have basically left everything behind. They're starting a whole new life now. Yeah, we got Brian played by Fred's. Fred Savage and Eric, who is also played by Fred Savage's little brother. Yes. So they are yes. actually related. Yeah. I which I thought was that. adorable. That was so cute. Eh? And they play off each other so well during this yeah. movie. It's so cute. Uh, so yeah, it's a coming of age story. Uh, they say, you know, you don't know what to do in a new town. He says he remembers his first friend, Maurice. Uh, Never had a friend like that again, he says. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's like, it's tugging on those little heartstrings. You're like, oh, okay, we're going to watch this kid, like, have an emotional growth. Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> it's one of those movies. Um, we see a silenced alarm clock next. It's some sort of contraption that he's built. Oh, my God. He's like, I don't know. I was trying to figure that <laughs> yeah, out. I was like, <laughs> how does this work? Yeah. He's, like, managed to make an alarm clock that's sort of silenced. It's, like, loud enough to wake him up, but not the house. Yeah. And I, I, I had, like... Oh, this was brilliant. So I, I said, oh, he's like a little Kevin McAllister, you know, from like Home Alone. Literally, yeah, yeah. And then there's two more references to that later. I know. Two of the actors in this movie are from Home Alone as well. Yeah. And I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> I love their old references to like, so I feel like they reference so many movies and mm. old characters and stuff as well. Yeah, it's it's really good. Yeah. And but this kid's like an engineering wizard. Yeah. Oh, I, Throughout this movie. I know, that's what I was thinking the whole time. Every time he was building something new and I was like, yeah. oh, he just knew how like, to do that, it. That kid just built like a ray gun. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even screw in light bulbs that age. Because he's what, like 11 or 12 or something like that? He's, um, yeah, I, I, I think I'm he's 11. Age. I think he was around 11. And his brother's like, much much younger he's like six or seven yeah his brother hadn't been in school for very long yeah yeah uh he turns on his light um it's the middle of the night clearly he puts socks on and heads downstairs from his attic room question mark yeah i think it's an attic room right it because it's got the whole slanted roof and everything like that so it must be in the attic because they aren't they all upstairs though yeah but he's on one floor above Wait, is he? Yeah, there's another set of I stairs. I did not pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's another set of stairs that leads from the downstairs where, like, Eric and his parents are to where he is. So I think he's in, like, an attic room. Okay, yeah, his room was a bit odd, to be honest. It's kind of a bitching room, though. If I had that as a kid. A massive room as well. Yeah, yeah, it's massive. It's huge. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, he heads downstairs. He's about to go to Eric's room. Um, I don't know what this was about. Like, was he going to wake up his little brother to come join him or something like that? Or... Was it just to check he was asleep? I don't know. I feel like it's to check he was asleep in case he knocks on him. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking little brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> Knock on me. Because <laughs> yeah, he like he like runs up to Eric's door and then runs downstairs. I was like, okay. And we can sort of hear the parents arguing while this is going on as well. Oh, that is so head. uncomfortable. Yeah. So uncomfortable. And it's like really adult conversations like you don't love me anymore or you know, this move was supposed to change everything and it's it's oh I felt so bad it's, to hear that. Yeah, it's terrible to hear that sort of thing. And yeah, and it happens throughout this movie at least three or four times. Mm-hmm. The Brian hears his parents arguing like, that's horrible. Yeah, she complains that he's never there. He complains that he hates his job. Um, Dad says that he hates that he's a stranger to his kids. So you clearly get, get the idea that he's not really around for Brian or Eric, yeah, which yeah. is really heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, yeah, and even more heartbreaking, the fact that Brian hears all this and he just kind of, he has to shrug it off and just sort of get on with what he was doing. You, like, think about it now. I'm, like, getting a little bit emotional. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> and, like, there's so many movies that do this and TV series and stuff like that. And it... <sighs> it's so real. Yeah, it's yeah. too real. Yeah, I'm like, just real. let me live in my little fantasy world, please. I came to watch movies to <laughs> escape <laughs> real world. <laughs> about monsters yeah <laughs> and it's just like no emotional baggage <laughs> uh, he sneaks downstairs and makes himself a peanut butter and onion sandwich oh my gosh that was like the first thing I was thinking about that I want to talk about what the fuck kind of concussion <laughs> I don't know but at the same time I'm like have you ever had it? No. Neither. I've I, refused to have it. I kind of want to try it, I though. I like onions, so I can't imagine. I like onions, and I like peanut butter, but I've never, like, dipped an onion in peanut butter. Even my parents thought it was disgusting. <laughs> Didn't they, like, bring it up as well? Yeah, but I feel like it's not a, a purely Brian thing. I feel like it is, like, I've heard it in other shows and stuff like that. But there's people who eat onions like apples as well, so. My dad does. Does he? Yeah, it's disgusting. I bet his breath, like, reeks <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Wait, red onions or white? Um, he loves white onions. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what he uses in the movie, right? I'm pretty sure it's a white onion. Yeah. Maybe they're sweeter or something. I don't know. Uh, He heads to the lounge and starts watching late night TV. Um, The show all about the chicks was the catch line, I think. I think so, yeah. It was some guy who looked like a bad Elvis Presley impersonator talking to some... some, Playboys? yeah, Yeah. Yeah, talking to some ladies in bikinis. And he gets her name wrong as well, which is so funny. Did he? Yeah, he calls her like Precious or something like that. What did she say? And she's like, no, no, it's like Brittany or something like that. Oh, yes, she did get it, yeah. And he's just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my god, 80s TV, I forgot about this. Um, something moves in the shadows behind him while he's watching TV. Um, we hear Eric calling out for his parents. So Brian rushes to get back to bed before his parents mm-hmm. get up. Uh, Eric is crying about a monster. Parents come and they comfort him. Um, oh yeah. Oh my god, the dad is from Home Alone. <laughs> Wait, is he? Yeah, he's one of the wet bandits. Do you remember? So, you remember Home Alone, there's Wait, the two yes. guys trying to break in. Yes. He's the tall oh, one who like yes. steps on a nail in the basement and yes. stuff like that. Him. That's the dad. He looks different. I uh, know, it's him. Yeah, because he's got like curly hair and, um, in Home Alone, and yeah, here is like shaved. I think that yeah, that's what's true. But yeah, no, I'm pretty sure that's him. I'm like 99 percent sure that oh he is. Gosh. Is the same actor? Do you know? I should have IMDb'd it before we yeah, started. Yeah, I should have. I'm like 90 percent sure it is the it is one of the wet bandits from Home Alone. And I was just like, oh my god, I made a comment about and Home then, Alone like two minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, the parents tell him that there's no such thing as monsters. 
Dad even checks under the bed, and, you know, pretends to get grabbed by something, and it's just a smelly pair of underwear. Um, they give him a flashlight, and, you know, just to give him peace of mind. I remember my parents doing this when I had, like, nightmares and stuff like that. My parents would just try to scare me more. My dad, actually. <laughs> he would, like, he would say, oh, there's no monsters, and then he would go outside my door, and then he would go... And then I would scream my fucking Oh, my God, that's such a dick move. <laughs> <laughs> kind of funny though it worked though because then after a while I was like oh it's just like him going out there it must be him the whole time that's scaring me yeah so I kind of got over it that makes sense and then now I live, live like with just me and my flatmate mm. it's just me home alone and like I hear like a big you know I'm like You're that's like, not my dad that's it I'm dying yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yep this entire time Brian is hiding under the stairs because yes. he didn't quite make it in time while the parents are walking back and forth between their bedroom and uh, Eric's bedroom. Um, Dad gets the torch, and as he passes, Brian makes a run for his room, up the stairs to his little attic hovel. Um, Eric is given the torch, and they tuck him back into bed. Very sweet. Um, they tuck him in and everything like that, and then leave, and then they argue about the fact that their arguing is probably what scared him. Oh, oh my gosh, yeah. No, oh. And I was just like, oh, oh no, please stop. Because yeah. <laughs> they don't think he was actually afraid. They think it was like an outburst. Yeah. Like, I assume I assume this is a real thing. Like, kids, you know, making yeah, up things do. to yeah. like stop the arguing. I definitely did that as a kid. Which makes... That's distraction for a moment, yeah, it may, you know? yeah, it makes them stop for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you hope that they just forget that they were arguing yeah. in the first place. And we get to see this entire, like, arguing thing develop. Yeah. Horrifyingly develop throughout the movie. But, yeah. <sighs> I love that when they turn off Eric's lights, though, that um, the shadows of things in his room make a monster shape on his door. Did you notice that? No, I didn't. I was so mad. <laughs> it's like the moonlight from, I think it's, uh, moonlight from outside is hitting like a stegosaurus toy that he has, stegosaurus skeleton that he has next to his bed and something else. And it's projected onto his bedroom door and it looks like an upright figure with horns. Oh, that's horrifying. And I was like, that's cool. What a clever detail to put in. <laughs> the kids are horrifying. You're like, that's cool. That's awesome. <laughs> but I'm like a horror freak, so... <laughs> Um, yeah. Uh, and also, why do kids in movies find it comforting to have their door left open when they're scared? Uh, I don't understand this. No. Uh, mine would make sense if, like, I don't know, if I went into my mum's room and was with her and the door was left open, perfectly fine. Perfectly mm. by myself. Yeah. No, you close the door to make sure nothing sneaks yeah, in. Something's gonna come. Yeah, <laughs> that's how the monsters get in. Yeah. Um, next morning, everyone's having breakfast. Um, Brian joins. He slept in or something like that. He's like running to eat breakfast. Dad grounds Brian for sneaking down last night. Mm. He's like, "You're the only one in the house who eats peanut butter and onion sandwiches. You're grounded." <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's clear that the parents are very stressed because mm. the mum's like smacking the tap trying to get it to run and stuff mm. like that and they're like it's supposed to be our dream house it's supposed to be our dream house it's supposed to be our dream house <laughs> um, they're having plumbing issues and everything like that dad opens a cupboard and a tub of ice cream falls out ruining his shirt oh my gosh yeah he then blames Brian for it as uh, understandably I suppose well, uh, yeah I mean Brian was kind of going down from right at the start anyway yeah and he already lied about not you know, he he pretended not to know about the sandwich. Yeah. So, like, the fact that he ate some ice cream as well. Yeah, makes sense. Himself, yeah. yeah, it makes sense. It's not, like, a dramatic leap in logic or anything like that. Yeah. Um, Dad tells him off, tells him to grow up before storming out. Yeah. 
and mum takes a moment to comfort him. Um, Brian tells her that he misses his friends. He doesn't know anyone here. And she's like, oh, why do you make friends with that Todd kid? And he calls him Todd the Toad or something like that. <laughs> it's like he's a, he's a fucking nerd, mum. <laughs> I don't want to be friends with that kid. And then he becomes friends with that kid later yeah. anyway. <laughs> uh, Dad pulls out of the driveway and hits a bike. Oh, this one hurt me. This part just hurt me physically. Really? It was so horrible for Brian. For, yeah, for Brian. Yeah. yeah. Cause it, yeah, ah, oh, yeah. The dad kind of pissed me off at this yeah, point as well. He was so angry. And also, it looked like the bike was like tied to the car or something. It looked like there was a zip tie or something. Yeah. And maybe that's why it hit it. But yeah, he calls out for Brian. Why didn't he, like look as well to see if the bike was there. Yeah. Because why didn't he think of that? Yeah. You're gonna reverse out. Surely you'll like look behind or even check the mirrors. Yeah. That's why the mirror get into the car. Don't you? Normally kind of go, oh, is there anything behind? No, let's reverse out. Yeah, the minute I put my car into reverse, I check what's behind me. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> right. I've run someone over, you know. Um, yeah, he calls out for Brian and everyone heads outside. Um, Brian, Brian's bike is ruined. Mm. Like, it's in pieces, like, yeah. cannot be salvaged at all. And Dad grounds him for damaging the car. So he's, like, double-grounded now. Mm. He's, like, grounded for a month or something like that with no TV. Yeah. Um, Brian swears it wasn't him. Mum tells him he's... Uh, Mum tells Dad that he's being too rough. And Dad's, like... And no... <laughs> he, like... He he goes further into it. He's, like, and no pocket money until my car's paid off. And there's, like, no scratch on the car or anything like that. But the yeah. bike is totaled. I know! His car was fine. Yeah. He had, like, the teeniest, tiniest dent on it. And Brian even says that. He's, like, look, I just lost my bike. And your car barely has a scratch, but I'm grounded for two more weeks. How's that fair? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm kind of, kind of agreeing with yeah, the kid. He's, he's got a point. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, kid's, kid's got a point. But, you know, as punishment, maybe you just don't buy him a bike until, you know, his birthday or Christmas or whatever like yeah. that. You know, that'll be the punishment. You know, you have to use a scooter or you have to run around instead of biking. Or, mm. But, you know, dad seems a bit, uh, I don't know. He flip flops between being like angry dad and like super caring like dad. I never liked him. No, throughout I, the entire movie. Nah, I feel like his the way when he would, the way he seemed to care. Mm. It was a bit, a little bit fake. I feel like he was. Oh, you think so? And then he would, yeah. Oh. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Oh, oh we'll tackle we'll tackle that when we get to it because we get a couple of moments later where he's being fatherly. Yeah. And we could talk about it then maybe, and you could be like, ah, this was bullshit. Um, so Eric and a friend from school talk about the monster he saw last night. This is Todd. Todd the Toad, as Brian said. Um, he said the monster lives under his bed. Uh, they get on the school bus. They say hi to Kirsten, who's like the pretty girl at school. Aww, so cute. Brian almost misses the bus, but manages to escape. Escape? Escape? (laughs) From who? From his dad. He manages to escape from his dad. Now, he manages to get on the bus just like the doors are closed and he has a smack on it. So Brian blames Eric for wrecking his bike and for the ice cream that was left in the cupboard that ruined dad's shirt. And he throws his lunch out of the window. He's like, you lie to me, you don't eat. And he like throws it out of the window. Um, And Todd says it must have been the monster. Uh, A big kid enters the bus um, looking for Eric as his name was written on the lunch bag and it apparently smacked him in the face as it was thrown out the window. I wish they kind of filmed that. I wish we filmed that as well. It would have been really funny just to watch this kid walking down the street and they just go... (laughs) (laughs) Um, Brian stands up for his brother 
which is nice. It means that, you know, even though he's... He caused the whole dispute. Yeah, he caused the whole dispute, but it's nice that he sort of, like, jumps in for his brother anyway. Yeah. He didn't just, like, leave him to it. (laughs) Um, He says, why don't you pick on someone your own size? And Todd Todd jumps in with, like, Bigfoot, which I thought was very cute. Um, The bus breaks and Big Kid falls over, covering himself in mustard. Oh, yeah. That was great. I was like, huh. It's a little bit brutal. But Shame. First, <laughs> he gets smacked in the face by a lunch bag, and then he tries to tell someone off for it. Yeah. And he just spills mustard all over himself. And also, this kid is from Home Alone. Is he? Yes. This bully kid is from Home Alone. He I is. Have to Google all these characters. He is um, Kevin McAllister's him. older brother called Buzz. Okay. The one who's got, like, the pet tarantula. I wouldn't know. He has, Doesn't he have, like, 20 siblings? Yeah, he's got, like, 20 siblings. But, like, I recognized his face, and I was like, is that just... Is that... And then I IMDb'd it, and I was like, oh, my God, it is! Oh so, yeah, this kid is also from Home Alone as well. He's Kevin McAllister's older brother. Damn. It's great. I was like, I made a Home Alone reference, and then two characters from Home Alone show, <laughs> showed up. <laughs> and I was like, yeah! <laughs> when did Home Alone come out? Do you know? Um... It's got to be 80s, right? That's an 80s yeah, movie. But it seems like it wouldn't be at the same time. No, it's got to be 90s. But why would it be 90s? Because the, the, the bully kid is older in but Home they, Alone than in this movie. But they reference so much to it, don't they? Or maybe Home Alone ripped off Little Monsters. <gasps> <laughs> Shocked Pikachu face. <gasps> uh, in school, Ronnie, this is the bully kid, um... Goes after Brian. They have a fight before the principal breaks it up. <laughs> I love that principals in 80s movies all have to have the the tiny glasses that fall off their nose and a comb over. <laughs> oh, yeah, they come over. <laughs> that the awful comb yeah, over. Oh. Uh, he breaks up the fight. Uh, Ronnie says that Brian started and the principal drags Brian off. <laughs> and there's like, no discussion. Yeah. Nothing. It's just like, all right, he's the culprit. All right, come with me. You're new here, aren't you? We then cut to Kirsten. Uh, who unlocks his teacher's only uh, door, mm. which looks like it's like a maintenance cupboard or something like that. It's filled with like light bulbs and a lot of light, a lot of light bulbs. And I think like uh, it must have like camera film or something in there because I think that's what she gets, yeah, isn't it? I think she got some. Um, what's it like? Pol- po- Polaroid. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that, right? Yeah, because uh, she takes it. Oh yeah, she takes a camera cartridge. Brian joins and takes a selfie with her camera. Uh, and she reveals that she's running an, exper- an experiment on a night-blooming cactus. Yes. She wants to see if she can make it bloom during the day by altering like, light in yeah. the thing. I was thinking, if they're like bloody 11 years old and they're doing that... I know, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I must have been I'm so sure fucking stupid. Like, I'm at that age. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Brian who's like an engineering wizard. And yeah. then this girl is just like, I'm going to see if I can change the genetic makeup of it. <laughs> Like, the genetic programming of this uh, night-blooming cactus to get it to bloom during the day, and I'm like, I, um, I failed science. <laughs> um, Brian suggests mounting a camera, to, and then she can make time-lapse photos mm-hmm. instead of taking one every day. Uh, he suggests they work together. Um, I think this was him just like, this is like kid being like, you're pretty. I like you. Yeah. But she, Let's work together so we can be closer. Yeah. But she thinks he's trying to like take advantage of her experiment. Yeah. Like trying to share the grade or whatever like that. Mm. Brian, Eric and Todd walk home. Eric suggests they switch rooms as Brian doesn't believe in monsters. They double dare him. <gasps> <laughs> um, but Brian only agrees once Eric says he'll pay him. 
<laughs> it's like I'll, I'll give you 10 bucks or something like that and then I went oh yeah that's right dad said no more pocket money <laughs> so that makes sense he's trying to make a living yeah he's trying to make a living uh, we cut to Eric and Todd they're uh, having a sleepover in Brian's room uh, Brian settles into Eric's room dad says how proud he is for them for switching rooms to comfort his brother yeah which is true but yeah. he did he did do it for, for money. money yeah, yeah. <laughs> he did do it for money he did so. it for money but yeah. uh, but the, the sentiment, no, because he did it for money. Yeah. <laughs> it's different. It's not doing anything for money. Yeah, I know, right? Eat this bug, I'll give you a dollar. Literally, and then I'll go down the street, buy a lolly, and it. Yeah, yeah, and then they're all good again. Uh, Brian hears Todd telling a scary story about some woman who was, like, axe murdered or something like that, I think is his story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because he's talking about, like, how she, you yes, know, these kids keep yes. hearing this banging noise and it's this lady who's had, like, all her arms and legs yeah. cut off and she's dragging herself by her chin and the thump is every time her chin hits the floor or something like that. And I was like, that's a hardcore story for, like, a six-year-old. <laughs> like, damn. Um, yeah, he heads back to... Oh, that's right. He uses like a hockey stick or something like that and bangs on the wall yeah. to like frighten them. Yeah. And then he, he heads back to his bedroom, uh, sorry, to Eric's bedroom where he's staying and finds the room in like complete disarray. Like everything's been thrown off the bed, knocked off the desk and everything like that. And the lights won't turn on. Oh, yeah. I think that's the worst part of this movie. Is that, yep. Oh, that made me so uncomfortable. Because we're like... You know, we get the idea later that the light hurts them and stuff like that. There's the fact that they can make the lights just not work. I'm like, eh, I don't like it. <laughs> uh, he takes the bat he was using to bang and heads to the wardrobe where there's some sort of light flickering. He opens the door and sees a TV has been stuffed in there sideways. And it's playing, it's playing like the 1950s Fly movie or something like that. How do you know that? Well, because he's like being eaten by a tarantula. I've never, I've never seen it, but I think in the old 1951s he actually gets turned like. I swear, you know every movie that's ever existed. (laughs) I definitely do not. (laughs) (laughs) I can reference a lot of them though. Um, Yeah, I think it's that old movie. Um, Probably because it was royalty free at the time, so (laughs) so it probably didn't cost them anything to play it on the TV. (laughs) Uh, He turns around to see the TV remote spinning on the floor before being sucked underneath the bed. Mm. That was cool. That was gross. Gross? Uh, I, every time I see something that's slightly scary, I call it gross. But it's not Okay, gross. that's fair. Yeah. It's just my way. It just spins for a couple of seconds and then falls over and then goes yeah. under the bed and you're like, oh, oh, that's not natural. I think I was just imagining me as a child if I saw that. Honestly. Oh, no. I would yeah. have a fucking heart attack and yeah. die. Like, yeah. that's me. I'm done. <laughs> uh, Todd and Eric wake Brian on the sofa downstairs. So he didn't manage to sleep in Eric's room that yeah. night. Uh, they call him Chicken, and he calls Double or Nothing. So <laughs> we get we get an eighties montage, hell yeah, eighties montages as uh, Brian rigs Eric's bed as a trap. Oh, this yeah. is where I'm like, oh, this kid should be at like the MIT of engineering or something. Nobel Prize for that one. Because goddamn, he like rigs the entire bed so that when he pulls a lever, a lever, all four bedposts collapse. Yeah, and I'm like. This kid's fucking genius. I would not know how to do any of this. I'd just break the bed. <laughs> um, that night, Mum enters with a torch that Eric asked um, asked her to give him. Uh, she's suspicious that he's in, in bed so early. She says it's 9.15. You know, that's very early. And I was like, that's your bedtime, 9.15? At that age, my bedtime was like 8. 
My bedtime was like 7.30 or something. <laughs> I know, right? I was like, I got to watch The Simpsons after dinner and then it was to bed. Yeah. And yeah. that was it. <laughs> and she's like, you're in bed so early. And it's like 9.15. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what shit is this? <laughs> I wonder what time they go to bed then. I don't know. What's the normal bed? Maybe 10? Yeah. Or 11? Like little kids these days are so lucky though. Like these days. These days, yeah. Like, Back in the eighties, surely they'd have an early bedtime. That's why I thought. Right. Well, maybe maybe it was only during the nineties and like noughties where it was like, no, the old kids need ten hours of sleep every night. Yeah. Like, no, we just don't need that. Yeah, I do. At, you do. At my age right now. <laughs> <laughs> at my age, I sleep six to seven. Is my is how I function daily. Are you still happy at work? Uh, I, I, <laughs> you see me every morning. I'm not. You grumpy as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> First thing in the morning, you just look so You're tired. Like, Good morning. I'm like, oh. you're like, go away. <laughs> <laughs> but even on weekends, like I go to bed at like one, two a.m. Get up at seven oh, yeah, or eight. I, I go to bed late on those days, but then I wake, wake up at like twelve. Oh no, I get up at like eight. Eight at the latest. Oh my gosh. At the latest, usually seven thirty or eight. Yeah. When when the sun's up, that's when I'm up. What if it's up at like five thirty? Yeah, then I get up at five. <laughs> I don't know why. My body won't let me sleep if the sun's up. Like if I open my eyes and the sun is up, I have to get up. <laughs> you open your eyes and you're like, Ping! <laughs> I'm like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> why is life pain? <laughs> um, Brian immediately gets out of bed after his mum leaves, turns on the lights, and finishes rigging the bed, um, including removing the door handle. Mm-mm. I don't understand why he did that. Is it just to stop the monster escaping? But, like, I, I feel like that would fuck him over, right? Yeah, like, you if know? I was going to be in a room where I know a monster's going to be, I want to at least know that I have an exit. Yeah. Just in why case shit goes wrong. The, yeah. Oh. He takes the door handle off. That's it's weird. Um, before heading back to, be- back to bed and leaving a trail of nachos on the floor as well. <laughs> It's like it's Doritos as well. It's Doritos yeah. as well. I was like, is it is it brand name or is it just nachos? Yeah. <laughs> but I think Dad steps on them later, eh, and calls them Doritos. It's a packet. He oh, he has a packet. That's a Doritos. It is a Doritos. And I was like, oh, and you're like, oh, yum. <laughs> I love Doritos. They're so good. Sweet chili. Oh. Oh my gosh, that is my favorite. The favorite thing. ones. Yeah. I think it's everyone's favorite. Yeah. Nobody's like, mmm, cheese. <laughs> <laughs> we cut to eleven forty-five. Brian is starting to fall asleep in bed. Um. And then we cut to 5.30 a.m. We hear the crunching of nacho chips. <laughs> Just little gom, 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 gom. Uh, which wakes Brian. He slowly reaches over and activates the trap of the bed. It's like his he repurposed the brakes from his bike mm. as the handle. Mm. So when he pressed it, all the, all the posts of the bed collapsed and it falls to the floor. The alarm clock goes off and the posts of the bed snap down. He uses the torch to look around. As the monster stalks about the room. Oh, yeah. That was kind of creepy, to be honest. It's such a tiny room, though. Yeah. Like, how is this monster not... How has Brian not seen it? And even when it's dark, it's not, like, dark, dark. Yeah. You can still see. It still had a little bit of moonlight on it, I feel like. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Movie magic, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) (laughs) It creeps up behind him and grabs hold of him. They wrestle on the floor until Dad enters, turning on the light. Brian looks down at a pile of clothes mm. that he set atop. Uh, I was going to say, like, like the minute the bed snapped down and went, Groom! I was like, why did the parents not wake up? Oh, I know. Because <laughs> it's, like, loud as fuck. Like, oh. Uh. But then they, they did like, come oh, in. He's probably just, like, 
breaking the speed. That's fine. Yeah, but, it's fine. It's, I mean, he literally does they, that later. And they hear him like scuffle around. They're like, okay, we better go check on him. <sighs> I guess we gotta go check on our child. <laughs> Casey's being murdered. Um, Dad tells him off for the mess, including the Doritos that he's standing on, mm-hmm. and tells him to get back into bed. Um, all he sees on the floor is a leather jacket and some uh, and a denim shirt. Yeah. Uh, what did you say? Leather jacket? Leather jacket and a denim shirt. Yes, yeah. And I can't remember what type of pants it is. Um, is it jeans? No, it's not jeans. No. It's just normal pants. Just normal pants. Yeah, regular pants. pants. Dad closes the door and the handle breaks off, mm-hmm. which leads to more grounding. Oh, yeah. And he's just, like, adding on weeks. He's just like, now we're at a month and a half. <laughs> or something like that. And he's yeah. like, poor Brian. He's trying to save his little brother or whatever. He's not even trying he's to save his... He's on a mission, to be honest. He's on he was to, on like, a mission. And this kid's like... And his dad's just like, here's, an, here's another five weeks off. But honestly, if you were just a regular parent and your kid had, like, Okay, your spread nachos all over the floor <laughs> broke your brother's broke his brother's bed and is now like jumping around the bedroom at like 4am in the morning you would just kind of walk in and be like get I the fuck into bed outside. <laughs> <laughs> you act like an animal you sleep like an animal get outside <laughs> um, he basically as he slowly closes the door lists all the chores he's going to have to do to make it up to him he's like and tomorrow you're going to mow the lawns mm. and trim the hedges and weed the garage and um, Brian grabs his hockey stick and um, and pokes at the pile of clothes. Um, suddenly, uh, it throws him aside until he traps it under a trash bin. <laughs> yeah. You're like, this is really funny because like the arms and the legs of the yeah. whatever it is are yeah. like <laughs> slapping at the bin, but like it's just clothes. So it's just going like, tee, 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 tee. it's really funny. I mean, Brian's just sat there like, well, fuck, what? Well, I, I, I guess I'm stuck here. <laughs> Because he just uh, he looks around and he's like, well, Can't do I guess I live here now. <laughs> um, and eventually gets the strength and throws him off and grows back into its clothes. We now get our first look at our monster. It throws the bin to the side. He leans in close and we've got a blue-faced sort of mm. mole, moly monster. Mm. Like he's spotted. Mole? Are you calling him a mole? Not not a mole as in, like, the mo- uh, the monster, the animal. But, like, moles as in, like, he's moly. He's got lots of moles. 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 Face moles. Yes, face moles. <laughs> yeah. But you really look like a mole. So no, he no, doesn't. We the same movie. <laughs> no, he's got, like, all these, like, yeah. dark blue yeah. moles on his face and down his um, neck and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He's got very pointed, sharp teeth and I think a mohawk. Was it a mohawk? It kind of looked like one. I'm trying to remember. I've forgotten now. What he's got like blue like? tufts of hair going down the center of his head. Yeah. He's got pointed teeth. It snarls at Brian before just going boo and bursting into laughter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, its eyes then pop out of its head, um, which is honestly kind of terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> like you would not get away with this in a kid's movie nowadays. That's what I was thinking the entire movie, to be honest. You're like, this is not. No, nowadays. Family friendly. Yeah. <laughs> In the eighties, this was family friendly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. His eyes pop out of his head to scare Brian. Brian tries to leave, but obviously the door handles come off. Um, he threatens to scream, and the monster goes, "Well, if you're going to scream, then I'm going to scream." <laughs> <laughs> and then he's he's just very chatty. He like won't shut up. Yeah. He's like the kid who won't shut up. Also with ADHD. Yeah. <laughs> he's like bouncing around the room like he's on a fucking sugar high. <laughs> And he's kind of annoying. Like, very annoying. I would... Yeah, yeah. 
for the first half of this movie, I was like, I forgot how fucking annoying this guy is. Oh my god. And then the second half of the movie, I was like, oh no, wait, now I remember why I like him. Yeah, <laughs> but he's like, he like runs up to the baseball cards that are like on the wall and he's like, oh, I love baseball cards, baseball cards. I love them, I love them, got them, got them, got them, need them, need them, need them, got them, got them, got them, need them. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> Just shut up. <laughs> Also, do the parents not hear this? Like, how? That's what I was how thinking. How do they not hear this random man in the child's room yelling? Yes. What? That's what I was wondering the entire movie. Every time he, like, <laughs> he comes <laughs> out of the bed, I'm just like, are the parents deaf? Yeah. Like, how do they... Or is it only kids who can hear them? Because oh. maybe it's maybe it's one of those things that, you know, only kids can see them. Because you never hear of monsters, like, maybe. scaring adults. So maybe it's, like, only kids can see them. Yeah, it's mm. like a Wendigos. Adults can see Wendigos. Yeah, well, there's lots of monsters adults can see, but not, like, not these monsters. Okay, yes. I think these monsters specialize in scaring children. Yeah. Um, I never thought of it like that. Yeah, maybe. That's just my theory. Otherwise, parents are just deaf. Yeah. <laughs> or don't care about that child's well-being. <laughs> <laughs> could be, could be, yeah, could be both. Uh, the monster dances around and plays with a ball until he accidentally knocks the blind next to the window, uh, which flicks up and the sunlight makes him freak out and he tries immediately to get back underneath the bed. Brian checks the clock to see that it's just hitting 6am. The monster's head is beginning to swell, which looks really kind of freaky. And he's like, he's groaning and making like painful noises. Um, until two horns poke out the side of his head. Mm. And he's like, great, great. Now no one's going to recognize me. I have horns. <laughs> that, was <so> <laughs> that was so weird. I'm like, what? Are you scary or not scary? I'm trying to decide. Uh, he begs Brian to let him back under the bed as the sun is killing him. And if he doesn't get underneath by the time the sun fully rises, he'll be dead. Mm. He starts to melt. This was oddly mesmerizing to watch. It was kind of weird. Because he was, I think it was the way he was moving. Because he was like going around in circles and slowly shrinking at the same time yeah, while yeah. making these weird noises and kind of shaking. Yeah. And I was just like sat there like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Yeah. But kind of cool. He begs Brian now. He needs to get under the bed before the sun completely rises. The monster starts crying before becoming just a pile of clothes. Brian shuffles that pile of clothes underneath the bed. Oh. Miss Sweetie. Yeah. And it was like, the, the monster's reaction is really upsetting. What was it again? When he's like, when he's just a head basically on the floor and he's like crying, asking not to die. He's like, please. And then he starts shrinking back into the clothes and you're like, oh. Oh. Yeah, I like, yeah. I felt bad for him, but also, you were right. He was kind of annoying. I feel like as a child. <laughs> you didn't notice during the movie? <laughs> I would have just left him there to die. Oh like, my god. I was like, putting him back out. I was like, he comes out from. So he's going to come back out again. That's true. And the, I don't want to next time he might again. just eat you. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But Brian shuffles the clothes under the bed. Um, the monster then lifts up the bed and introduces himself as Maurice before disappearing again and saying that he'll see him later. Mm. I was like, is that a threat? Or... <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll come and eat you tomorrow. <laughs> Finger guns. I'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> I'll eat your brother too. <laughs> um, Dad is watching sports mm. while mum paints the living room. He's complaining about the fact that the TV remote's lost and she complains of the fact that he isn't doing any fucking work. <laughs> 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 Just like, because he's like, oh, have you seen the remote anywhere? You know, the... 
whatever socks are playing or yeah. the buffalo wing people are. <laughs> the wing. I don't know sports. <laughs> <laughs> and she, and she, she, she it was the red socks. It, was the re- it might have been the red socks. Yeah. And then she turns to him and she's like, hmm, have you seen a paintbrush, yeah, sandpaper? Oh, so I was like, yeah, mum. I like yeah. mum in this movie. Mum's yeah. great. Um, Brian tells Eric about the monster. Dad calls for them to to see if they know where the remote is because he's just shoveling fucking nachos into his face and watching basketball while while mum's like while mum's doing everything else. doing all the all the like maintenance not even maintenance renovation? work renovation yeah, work that's the word yeah because she's like painting the living room and stuff like that yeah uh, Brian now back in his room um, Eric calls out that there's a monster. And then it immediately cuts back to Brian before Maurice pops out of Brian's van. He's like, hey, bud, why'd you change rooms? <laughs> yeah, that was funny. So it's kind of like he scared Eric by accident. <laughs> he's like, whoops, wrong room. <laughs> um, he gives Brian the TV remote back. Um, Brian turns the lights on and Maurice becomes just a pile of clothes. So now we get how that mechanic works. Light make monster clothes. Yes. And if sunlight will kill. <laughs> Um, Maurice promises to get him a new bike and Brian turns the lights off and more Maurice I don't know how to put it reinflates re uh, appears reinflates feels like a because it feels like they're still there it's just like they're inside the clothes or something yeah and then he just goes, goes like one of those what are those things called you see it like car shows or something oh wacky waving inflatable flail wait wait wacky wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube men yes yes <laughs> I fucking nailed it <laughs> yes he's like one of those when when the mother like can you imagine like if you were real sadistic you just sit there like flicking the light on and off again <laughs> you'd be like whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> it would be so cruel though because I feel like the light actually hurts them as well I yeah I think it does yeah the sunlight definitely they, does they cry out and pain yeah yeah. Um, Maurice mentions that he's been in the business 200 years. So he's been a monster at least 200 years. Um, but this is the first time he's ever been trapped. Mm. Um, why does he dress like he, like he's an 80s kid if he's 200 years old? I'm just curious. I think he's just copying everyone's fashion. You reckon? He stole that from someone, to be honest. Oh, actually, yeah, no, yeah, that makes sense. popped up in some, like, teenager room, maybe. And he's like, he's oh, like, that's cool. Yeah, oh, look at that jacket. Yeah, and then <laughs> takes the jacket, yeah. takes the denim shirt, yeah. puts it in the earring. Yeah. He's got, like, a skeleton earring as well. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, I was just curious. I was like, maybe maybe he's a monster who follows fashion trends. He or must like, be. He must be. Because 200 years ago, he must have been... Oh, what's 1788. Oh, sorry, 1789. When was the Victorian era? Yeah, no, it would have been Victorian yeah. era, right? Oh my God, maybe if he dressed like that. <laughs> it, would, it would not look like that. And talk like that as well. <laughs> um, Maurice tells him... Maurice tells Brian that he's 11. But how long has he been 11 for? That's the question. Yeah. Wait, Maurice tells... So I was right about hearing that. Yes. He tells Brian... Because, um, yeah. yeah, he says he's been in the business for 200 years. And Brian says, well, how old are you then? He's like, 11. So he's been 11 for 200 years. Mm. Which means that he probably got turned into a monster. Well, no, that's when it got to the Yeah. When you, when you know that how the world works, yeah. the monster world... It's very sad. Yeah. And then you wanted Brian to join him eventually. Yeah. Well, he thought that he wasn't happy in his house mm. because of his parents arguing and everything. Yeah. It, it, it makes sense, but it's also sad. Yeah. Um, he says the monsters don't do wishes. 
but they do have the time of their lives. <laughs> uh, he shows him the portal underneath his bed. Maurice tells Brian that the monster world is a kid paradise. Um, by the way, Maurice dancing around everywhere, he fucking jingles like a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. It's so annoying. <laughs> his little, his little He's got like tassels and zips yeah. and his earring and everything like that. Every time he moves, it's like... <laughs> Not much of a monster if you can hear him from a mile away. I know, right? It was, I don't know, it just very, it, it annoyed me. <laughs> you seem to hate him, like. I, the thing is, like, by the, by the, by the, so annoying. Yeah, I told you through the first half of this movie, I was like, I hate this guy. He's so fucking annoying. And then at the end of the movie, I'm like, I love him. It's so sweet. And this love is so pure. <laughs> um, Maurice tells him that. Um, the monster world is freedom. Um, Brian takes a torch, even though it's taboo, apparently, to take light to the monster world. Mm. Um, he says, you know, no matches, no fire, no nothing. And then Brian insists that he's taking his torch. So Maurice throws Brian into the portal before floating down himself. Mm. And this is where we get our first look at Monster Realm. What did you think? This first, like, tiny little look at it with all the staircases and sort of the lights that sh- sort of shoot past I guess like shooting stars those were kind of cool to be honest they were pretty yeah but I feel like the overall aesthetic of it all mm. I would not be able to live down there it's very dingy yeah it's like the stairs like yeah you could step on one step and it would just break instantly yeah everything looks rickety and broken and yeah. I suppose that's you know it's a world made by kids yeah so yeah. it yeah it kind of makes sense. Should have got Brian down there in the first place. Yeah, like you'd have fucking escalators going yeah. up to all the. <laughs> Would have rigged it out of fucking I don't know barbed wire and piece of chewing gum. He's like, and now we have an escalator. Um, Maurice shows him around a magical world filled with monsters and childish fun. Um, Maurice kind of reminds me of Beetlejuice. Yes, yeah. If he if Beetlejuice was eleven year eleven years old and not creepy as hell and on crack. Okay. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> Maurice is just, like, so hyper-energetic. They're both kind of on crack, aren't they? I know, Beetlejuice Maybe has... Maybe they're on two types of crack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, what kind of crack have you got? Um, Brian, uh, Maurice tells Brian that all the staircases around here lead to someone's bed. Their job is to be mischievous, is literally the, what he describes their job as. Mm. Monsters come in all shapes and sizes, apparently, and we see some of them. We see, like, a guy with, like, super long legs. Yeah. There's, like, later on we see um, a monster who looks kind of like a cockroach. Yeah. The one who's handing out jobs. Yeah. Oh. Uh, they reach a door, um, and he's like, oh, God, what's the password? What's the password? And farts it open. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bloody children. And I was like, oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right fart jokes <laughs> but this is a kids movie yeah. I, for- I forgot for a I second like watching that as like myself a 23 year old I was like mm. <laughs> yeah. I was just like oh okay it's fine um, but inside is sort of like a mix between an amusement park and like an arcade there's like arcade machines yeah. everywhere there was I swear there was like rides or something in the yes, background as well so it's like a and there's people having like dance parties there's pinball and then they head to the lunch room and apparently the lunch room is filled with every type of craving that you could possibly have yeah and i was like oh i want to go there what's your craving <laughs> whatever i'm feeling in the moment 
chocolate eclairs or like you like chocolate eclairs do you not i don't know why i don't like them is it cream a lot of people don't like cream cream. i like cream in general but just not them maybe it's the fake cream because it's fake isn't it Mm, no you get proper chocolate eclairs if you get like the shitty ones from the supermarket okay that's the only one (laughs) (laughs) but if you go to like you know even the supermarket ones if you get the ones that are like more expensive where they use real cream they're really nice. I feel like I you like have this. a better craving than me. <laughs> Why? What, what would you... What would you... <laughs> oh, mine would be sushi, probably. I'd walk in there and be like, oh. I crave potato salad all the time. Potato salad? <laughs> That's <laughs> such a weird... Weirdly specific as well. It's not like, you know, I want barbecue or like, I want... No, potato... <laughs> Yorkshire puddings. It's like, potato. Any particular type? Oh, no, um, just potato salad. Potato salad with like some egg, you know, potatoes, egg and like... Celery and... and... That's it. Oh, yeah. That's all you need. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you I like don't potatoes. seem impressed by <laughs> No, I'm, I'm processing. Um, no, I completely get that because whenever I have to go to like barbecue, have to. Whenever I go to barbecues and stuff like that, there's like never any vegetarian meals, mm. but there's always potato salad. Mm. So I just stuff. Right? I just stuff. that was like all I ate. All yeah, time. but I just want this room in my house. I just want a room that <laughs> the craving room. The craving room. You walk in craving. and it just materializes whatever oh you, whatever food you want. Yeah. Fuck yes. Ugh. Fuck the monster world. I just want the craving room. <laughs> I'm hungry. Walks into room, immediately gets like gourmet food or like a Wendy's burger. Or, oh. A Wendy's burger. <laughs> Wendy's burgers are so good. We had it again because uh, we we have it every now and again, but because it's more expensive, we don't have it that often. Yeah. But we went back not that long ago, and I forgot how good they're like just a chicken burger is, mm-hmm. where it's like chicken, not mush shit. Like mm-hmm. you get at like McDonald's or Burger King or whatever. Oh, oh it was so delicious. <laughs> Craving it now. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> like I want a chicken burger. <laughs> Um, I also love how Maurice said no lights. Mm. Uh, he specifically said like no matches, no flames, and then the entire of Monster World is lit by fairy lights. And That's what I was thinking. Fairy lights and candles. Yeah. And he specifically said, you know, when he was in Brian's room because like, he has like how fairy are lights. Not affected by that. Yeah. Maybe they're not strong enough, or but like candles, fire. Yeah. So. But then, you know, Maurice uses a flamethrower later and it doesn't affect him. That's what I was going to talk about as well. We'll, we'll hit it when yeah. we get there. But yeah, no. The, the the flame thing is a bit iffy. Yeah. I don't know how it works. Okay, let's continue. Yes. Um, yeah, go to Monster World and it's all candles and fairy lights. Because in in Brian's room, he's even like, even these, you know, so festive and stuff like that. No, we don't have them. Mm. And then you go to Monster World and it's all fairy lights and candles. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, you lie. <laughs> um, they join the line. Um that this is how they seem to get jobs, I guess. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. M- Maurice hurries to the front of the line and he's literally assigned, like, three different kids to go fuck with their lives. <laughs> it's essentially what they do. Yeah, he's like, brutal. you know, you got one in Arkansas, you got one in Massachusetts, and, uh, you know, one, one in Illinois or something like that. And he's like, okay, off we go. Come on, bud. <laughs> and it's just like, monsters have jobs. <laughs> cool. Uh, cut to another kid's room. Maurice screams the kid awake. Um, how did this kid not wake up? Also, while Maurice climbed on top of him, they, they get out of yeah. they get out of bed, and he's just like, "Oh, look at him sleeping. I wonder what he's dreaming of." And like climbs on top of the kid, and I'm like, "Kid, are you he's a deep sleeper?" Yeah, I was like, yeah. "Are you dead?" Like, <laughs> how do you not wake up when someone climbs on top of you? Melatonin. <laughs> yeah, he's, Timmy's not been sleeping well. We just we put something in his milk before bed. <laughs> He'll wake up tomorrow morning. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah, he screams this kid awake. And then we sort of get a montage of mischief. Brian and Maurice are, you know, 
using the kids' shoes to put footprints in <laughs> with mud or oil or something like that into the, like. I was trying to figure that out. I think I it, it was oil. I feel like it was oil, which is worse. Yeah. And it was like they're putting using the kids' sneakers to make footprints in the rugs and stuff like that. They're painting a kid's face with just paints and stuff like that. They're scratching vinyl records. That put... hurt me. Oh, really? Yeah, I love vinyl records. <laughs> You're like, no, my baby. <laughs> Um, cling film on the toilet peanut butter in the phone um, fingerprints in the kitchen I love how there's sort of a science to it as well because Maurice turns to Brian he's just like okay the kid's only three feet so nothing over three feet and then grabs puts and like dots fingerprints all over the fridge and everything like that so there's actual like a science to the mischief yeah yeah because it's only like a flicker of a moment but he's just like yeah no the kid's only three foot so you know nothing above that height yeah. So they only put fingerprints low so that the parents oh, automatically blame, okay. the, blame the children. Mm. I was like, oh, cool. There's actual, like, thought put into this. Yeah. Um, he said, we get a little, he gives us a little sort of rundown. He says, um, we're the reason kids get locked in their rooms. We're the reasons brothers hate their sisters. <laughs> um, and I was like, does this make them anti-kid then? They basically are, right? But also, like, he's just hanging out with Brian. Yeah. He's talking about how much he hates kids, basically, like trying to traumatize them. And he's just hanging out with his little but kid. Is it that they hate kids or is it just that that's what they're told to do and they're, they're, the monsters are kids and they just sort of do what they're told? But but because what, it's... What the, do they do if they don't do what they're told, you know? I don't know. What if they just... Maybe do? Snick gets them. The, the creepy yeah. one from later. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or, or boy. <laughs> The, oh, the, the monster who's in charge. Yeah. Who we don't actually learn about until like three quarters of the way through the movie. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, by the way, there's a villain. And we're like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, Brian asks if they can make a special stop. We cut to Ronnie's room, the bully. They replace his sandwich with cat food. He had, he had tuna fish and they replace it with cat, cat food. And then uh, Maurice drinks his apple juice and... See, this Peas part into the really, bottle. This part is when I was like, is this actually a kid's movie? <laughs> yeah. Like this man just pissed in this little kid's bottle. <laughs> I know. He drank his entire thing of apple juice and then pissed it full again. And it was bright yellow. <laughs> and it was bright yellow and frothy. <laughs> <laughs> there was like a layer of foam at the top, and I was just like, "Dude, if you have a layer of foam in your pee, go see a doctor, <laughs> please." <laughs> um, they they're back in underworld. They celebrate. Um, but Brian's watch goes off because the sun is about to rise. He has to head home. Um, uh, Maurice says visiting hours are over at dawn. So unless you want to, unless you want a set of horns, which kind of clues you into the entire, mm. how their system yeah. works. Cause he even says, you know, unless you want a set of horns, you better leave. So it clues you in kind of early. Yeah. How it all sort of works and how they slowly started. Turning. Yeah. So if you, all if the kids that kind of got, yeah. If you don't get out by sunrise, you become a monster. Mm. Interesting. Uh, we got a montage of all those kids that they just pulled pranks on, mischievous pranks on, getting, like, screamed at by their parents. Yeah. Oh, I hated that so much. <laughs> I, I cannot tell. That was my least favorite part of the movie. All these kids were just like, I don't know. Yeah. Oh. You think this is funny? And the kid's just like, I didn't know it. Yeah. The monsters are just creating mental illness at this point. 
<laughs> they are literally traumatizing children. This kid doesn't have depression. Now he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> Let me make their parents scream at them for half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> that poor kid, whoever, whichever kid it was who had to deal with the parent who, like, oil footprints in the rug. Oh. Because that's not an easy fix. Mm-hmm. Like, peanut butter on their phone, you sort of wipe it clean. You can be mad about it, but it's quick fix. Oil on the rug, that ain't coming out. Yeah. No. Nah. That kid is getting a hiding. In the eighties as well. In the eighties, you you get in the hiding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, lunchtime, we see Brian. You know, uh, just sat on sort of the bleachers, I guess. And he's—I don't know if this is like a clue that he's like becoming monster. He's like seems to be photosensitive. He's got his glass sunglasses yeah. on. I didn't know whether that was just because he was tired. I think didn't Maurice give it to him as well, or didn't he say that he would need? <gasps> yes, he did. Yeah, Maurice did give him the pair of I sunglasses think it's for a In the monster world, for an extended amount of time. Yeah, because he spent all night there. Yeah, and also because he would have been tired as well. Yeah, I mean, he looks tired. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how, the, how Brian like it, does it. I feel like it's those two things together. A bit of both. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so we see uh, Ronnie stroll on in. He bullies the kid out of his seat just. Because I guess, uh, and Brian watches as he eats his his oh. his gross ass cat food sandwich. Um, he realizes that something's wrong with the sandwich and takes a big old swig of apple juice. <laughs> I hated that. I felt so bad for him though. I have so much empathy. For yeah, it. he was kind of a dick, but did not deserve yeah. piss juice. And he spits it out and spits That's it on so the principal. Cool. Yeah, and probably gets in trouble for spitting on the principal or whatever like that. Yeah. And he's, like, screaming, you know, who pissed in my apple juice and stuff like that. How does he know it's pissed, though? <laughs> <laughs> Side eye were like, how does he know what piss tastes like? When you just be like, oh, my apple juice tastes wrong. I'm not going to drink yeah, this. Yeah, he'd be like, oh, this tastes exactly like piss. <laughs> you know, who takes this up and goes, oh, that's urine. <laughs> Who knows? Why? You're completely right. Like, I had not clicked on that. How does he immediately know that it's pee? That was my first thought as well. <laughs> like, how many times has Ronnie drunk pee? <laughs> um, Ryan waits in his room for Maurice, um, but realizes that he can actually enter the portal without him. He throws his, like, hand in and realizes that he can get in. And then Maurice grabs his hand and pulls him in. Um, Brian gets hit on by a monster girl. She's got, like, pins in her hair or something like that. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, sexy or something like that. Yeah. And it's oh, really gross. Yeah. And then Maurice, like... Little old lady voice. Yeah. Some, quite a few of these monsters have, like, little old lady voices. Yeah. It's quite creepy. Mm. And then, like, um, Maurice pantses him and she's like, nice ass. <laughs> I'm like, that kid is 11. Please stop. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess the monster would also be a child. But does she know what she looks like? <laughs> <laughs> Lady, have you seen a mirror? Because <laughs> you ugly. <laughs> she does look very freaky. Um, the pair, this is Maurice and Brian, visit Kirsten. They talk about her very loudly. I don't know how these I kids know. just sleep through all this shit. Like, I was a, I'm generally quite a light sleeper. I'll wake up like 20 or 30 times during the night. Yeah. Usually only for like a second and then roll over and go back to sleep. But, like, I can't imagine someone I'm having a conversation yeah. in my room and me not waking up. Mm. It's so weird. They talk about her. Um, he finds his picture on her mirror. She likes him. She has a crush on him. So cute. 
I just thought it was adorable. It was kind of cute. Though. It was very cute. She saved his selfie that he took with her camera. Um, while Maurice, on the side, eats her report with his hand. I hated that. Yeah, he turns his hand into like a weird mutant dog thing and then like eats her science report. Um, also, he says, man's best friend, his right hand. And I was like, is this oh a sex joke? <laughs> was I'm that a sex joke? I'm sure it was. I'm like, was that a masturbation joke? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was. Oh my god, this is a kid's movie. <laughs> An 80s kid's movie. This is true. I guess the kids wouldn't understand it. Yeah. You know, he'd be like, and oh, because his hand's a dog. Next to them would have been, like, horrified. I'm not, in the 80s, they would have been like, ha! <laughs> <laughs> you know, a little joke for the parents. Okay, true. Because, yeah, yeah, the kids won't get it, so... I guess there's no harm in it. They'll be just like, oh, because his hand's a dog. <laughs> <laughs> and the parents are like... Mm. <laughs> Um, a storm rages, which wakes Eric. He hears his parents arguing. Now we get Eric listening to his parents scream at each other in the other room. Lovely. Mm. Just fucking lovely. He heads upstairs to find Brian, and he's not there. He's done the old pillow in the blanket trick. Yes. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> so good. We cut to, um, just a massive ass, like eight foot. No, he's not like eight foot. He looks from the camera angle. He looks like eight foot tall, blue oh, monster. Mess. Yeah, yeah. And he's just smashing chairs and screaming. And I was just like, oh, oh dear. Going down here. And he's got like, oh, he's real ugly looking. Mm. He's gnarly looking. It looks like his flesh has been sort of burnt or something like that because he doesn't have a neck anymore. Yeah, he sort of goes straight you from know, from cheek to shoulder. You know what he reminded me of? Go on. Did you ever watch that guy? Oh, what's that show? Oh, I don't know. There's a freaking... Oh, I can't think of it off the top of my head. Oh, no. There's a bloody show with a guy with no neck. Oh, you are you talking about... Um, that I've been watching... dating one or the... Yeah, the, Big Ed. Yeah, you Big Ed. <laughs> Big Ed. Because I've been watching um, Cinnamon Toast Ken, his yes, reaction videos to yeah. it. And, yeah, no. Literally, yeah, it's, it's, like, big, yeah it's, big Ed, it's Big Ed. But, like, three foot taller than Big Ed. Because... <laughs> You reckon three foot taller, like ten foot taller. Big Ed's... Big Ed's tiny. He's a tiny man. He, he's a tiny angry man. <laughs> he's a tiny angry man. Yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah. Yeah, no, he's got no neck like Big Ed. He's he's full Big Edding it. Yeah. Um. He, he smashes some chairs. All the other monsters run away going, Ah, it's Nick! So we get his name as well. I, uh, I thought I misheard. And I was like, Slick? Or like... <laughs> I like... I had to look up his name. They say it like three or four I times. It was snake for ages. Yeah, exactly. Snake, yeah, <laughs> but it's snick, I think S N I C K or S N I K or something like that. S N I K, yeah. Yeah, um, he terrorizes a little monster who does look like a child. It's like a an an eight year old maybe. The little monster. The, the little monster. monster. A little blonde hair with like two sets of hands. He's got one set of hands. Was that it not a Home Alone reference? This movie came out before home. I'm going to IMDb that shit right now. When was, where did my phone go? I'm, You've got your phone. Can I you look like, up what, what year I Home Alone like was? I'm 100% sure there was a Home Alone reference because his face was like that. Like, you know, the. Oh, like the, like the movie poster. Yeah. Where it's like, ah! Yeah. yeah. I don't think it was, but. Ah, I'm. Is it 80? No, it must be 90s. Are you joking? 1990. It came out a year after that. A year after it. Why is there so many references? Uh, Home Alone just ripped off Little Monsters, I'm telling you. (laughs) Because literally... Hold on. Look. That. Yes, it does look like that. It looks like the movie poster for Home Alone. Okay, whatever. 
<laughs> mad now. Yeah, mad. <laughs> like, how did it come out afterwards? They have all these references. And Buzz, look, the, the guy, the guy who plays Ronnie in this and Buzz in Home Alone looks so different between those two movies. Yeah. I'm like, there must have been like three or four years. Yeah. And, no, it's a year later. Literally, yeah. Oh, that's so weird. Okay. But yeah, he's got two sets of hands. One of them is like permanently attached to his chin, like in the Home Alone poster. Mm-hmm. Um, and Snick is sort of terrorizing this little guy because, you know, apparently he says like, Boy, boy always gets what he wants. And mm. at first I thought he meant like, you know, it's monsters jobs if they actually come in contact with a child that they have to like indoctrinate them into monster world. Yeah. And I thought he meant boy gets what he wants means that like this little monster didn't please the child he was supposed to turn into a monster. Yes. Yeah. But I don't think it is. I think it means that like he disobeyed boy who runs monster I world. So that part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't know about Boy yet. And like I said, I've not watched this movie since I was a child. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was, it's kind of weird because he like pulls off his head and like throws it in a basket and then gives him a pumpkin. And he's like, next time I'll throw you in a pit or something like that. Yeah, that made me uncomfortable. I felt bad. Especially because it's literally an eight-year-old. Yeah. It, it, this one doesn't look monstrous. Yeah. Apart from a couple of extra hands. Mm. It looks like an eight-year-old. Yeah. It and looks this, like he like just got there, possibly. And yeah, growing a bit extra stuff, you know. Yeah, and then Snake just walks over this fucking eight foot monster of a man, yeah. and he's just like, "You've disappointed me," and pulls off his head. <laughs> and I was just like, "Oh, oh my!" <laughs> <laughs> and we cut now to um, uh, we get uh, blue monster. Oh no, no, we just done that. <laughs> I didn't scroll. Uh, Maurice shows Brian monster ball. Mm. which is their version, monster version of baseball, I yes, guess. Yeah. Where they have to... <laughs> I love his description of it. You know, they take the stuff, smash the stuff, put the stuff back, you get in trouble. Because <laughs> <laughs> basically it's like baseball and you get points depending on how many things you smash with the ball when you whack it with a bat. Cool. I actually kind of want to play this. I do, actually. I was thinking about it as I was watching it, then I kind of wanted to play it. You're like, this would actually be kind of fun. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's rooms you can go it's to. so good to get the anger out. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if it's in New Zealand. I don't think I know we have it in New Zealand. You can, like, yeah. smash plates and all that. Yeah, yeah. You, go, you go there and you pay, pay, like, 50 bucks or something like that, and they just give you a baseball bat, and there's just, like, a room full of, like, crockery and, like, glass and mm. things you can smash. And I'm like, I want to do that so bad. <laughs> get rid of all my stress. It will be so amazing. Yeah. It'd be cool to go up there after work every day. Yeah. Every day. Uh, yeah, after you've had a bad day at work. So every day after work, yeah. I'll go to... <laughs> <laughs> um, Brian runs after a baseball, which has just been smacked, to a strange, very large staircase. It looks different to the other ones. Um, Snick, Snick grabs hold of Brian and holds him over a chasm because Brian sort of climbs a couple mm. of stairs and Snick grabs him by the like rough of the shirt and holds him over the edge of the thing and he's like maybe I'll just let you go mm. um, you know no one should ever come this close to boy's room and that's when I was like oh boy's a person <laughs> oh okay that other sentence made sense yeah. now <laughs> when he keeps saying boy as well I thought I was going to say it's some, be some like little teeny tiny boy mm. I'm legitimate but then when we saw him I was like what the fuck is it looks like kind of like a grown man yeah in like a schoolboy's outfit. Yeah. But that's right at the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Snick is holding him over a chasm. Um, Maurice comes over to try and convince Snick. I get the idea that sort of Snick has like a two IQ. <laughs> so Maurice sort of dances circles around him. <laughs> he's just like, he's just like, you know, 
oh, you know, you know, he was my responsibility, but now if you're going to kill him, I guess that makes him your responsibility. And he's just like, no, it's your responsibility, <laughs> Maurice. <laughs> and, and hands Brian back to Maurice. And he's like, well, okay, it's your decision. So, <laughs> so I feel like, you know, he's, he's the brute, but not the brain. Mm. Um, we see at the doctor, we saw the, we see the door at the top of the stairs slowly close as they walk down the stairs. So there's something mysterious in that sort of area. Do you have any idea what like that was? Because when I first watched this, I remember thinking that was just like leading to another kid's room. Like the door? Yeah. I assumed it was like... I thought it was leading to another kid's room as well. Yeah, like a portal to another kid's room. And boy is just like some very important yeah. kid for some reason. Yeah. Well, I guess he is, but... Yeah, uh, yeah. One of lines Maurice uses to convince Nick is, you know, dead people that have limited potential. <laughs> and I thought that that was very funny. Brutal. Yeah, it's very brutal. This movie is generally quite brutal, actually. Um, Eric talks to Todd about Brian being missing during the night. Um, Brian arrives late to class. Uh, Kirsten gives her science presentation oh. about her her night blooming cactus but gets very upset that her report was ruined. Mm. Um, she says, I guess my dog ate it. And then I think it's Ronnie is yeah, in the class as well. And he's like, you don't even have a dog. <laughs> and I'm like, shut the fuck up, Ronnie. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> she's like in tears. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Kirsten's so sweet. Such a little sweetheart. Yeah. Brian tells Maurice off for ruining her science report. He makes fun of her. Uh, he makes fun of him for having a girlfriend. Brian's got a girlfriend. Brian's got a... Shut up, Maurice. <laughs> um, and Brian tells him to leave. Um, the lights come on as dad asks to talk to him and his brother. So Maurice is now a pile of clothes on the floor. Mum and dad have decided not to live together anymore. For a while, it's a trial separation. We literally watched this relationship break yeah. down during this movie, and it's kind of horrible. Um, Eric thinks it's because of him. He's like, I'll do better. I'll be good. I'll get better grades, and, and Brian will behave too, won't you, Brian? And you're like, it's not your fault. Yeah. And the mum is visibly upset. She's, like, crying, and she's like, it's not your fault. Yeah. It's not Brian's fault. It's not our fault. It's It's no one's fault. And then, um, you know, they try and console Brian a bit and he sort of leaves in a huff. He's not having any of it. He turns his bedroom lights off. And Mar this is when I start liking Maurice as a character because he stops being so... Yeah, he's sort of being an asshole. Yeah, he stops being an annoying asshole. Yeah. And actually sits with him and talks with him and actually comforts him. He's like, hey, bud, I'm real sorry. Like, I heard everything from, from here. Are you all right? Yeah. And I'm like, oh... He great. has a personality yeah. that's not annoying. He knows how to be empathetic. Yeah. He says Brian is lucky to even have a family, though. Mm. And that's just where I'm like, oh. you've been a monster for 200 years. Like, did you ever check in? Saw, like, he probably like developed into a monster and possibly saw his family just disappear. Yeah. And I, oh, my God. I like, it adds such depth to it, considering, like, what a yeah. kind of a stupid movie this is. But, like... <laughs> Like just yeah, these some deep parts. Yeah, like, yeah. This is like I flip flop between God, this is annoying, and oh, it's really sweet. <laughs> but like he manages to cheer Brian up enough to convince him to go out. But yeah, the idea that Maurice has been a monster for two hundred years, and yeah, possibly just watched his whole family gr grow up and then grow old and then die yeah. while he stayed the Probably same. Looked like watched them look for him for a long time as well. Yeah, and not being able to get back. Yeah. 
Like, oh. Um, we cut to a whole group of monsters terrifying a baby. It's it's oh, like I a hated this it's like a monster well. party. He calls it like a party or something, or like a gathering or something like that. Yeah. And it's like ten or twelve monsters in a room um, taking turns to scare the shit out of like a six month year old. Yeah, and you're like, this is awful. And Brian thinks so as well. <laughs> Brian tells them that it's wrong. Um, he tries to turn the lights on, but they won't turn on. It's some of that more monster magic, I guess. So he opens the door to let the whole light in, and notices that his arm disappears when it hits the light yes this was i was kind of spooked by that but like oh, really not spooked as i'm scared but yeah I'm worried for him yeah, yeah. it's worrying yeah. and like he looks at it and looks terrified of it yeah it's really creepy because it literally just uh, his hand stays on the door and the rest of his arm is okay but like the middle bit like where his wrist to elbow just sort of deflates mm. into his shirt it's so weird it's really, really weird. But he swings the door open and all the monsters um, sort of disintegrate. And, um, you know, Maurice lets out a cry for Brian. and and But he runs off instead. Yeah. Walking home, he comes across Todd sleeping in a... Oh, why was he sleeping in a treehouse? Yeah. <laughs> treehouse with, like, no railing? It's got well. no railing. It's literally just, like, a platform in a tree. He's going to break his leg one day. Yeah. With his back... He's just sleeping in there and then rolls off. <laughs> just like lands in front of Brian. I'm like... Parents in the, the 80s just didn't care. <laughs> yeah. They're just like, it'll be fine. <laughs> I mean, lawn darts were a thing in the 80s. Do you know about lawn darts? No. It's like one of the most lethal toys that has ever been invented. Lawn darts. Lawn darts. They're like massive, you know, like darts for a dartboard. Yeah. It's like that. Massive and pointy and you used to throw them into the lawn. Okay. So you could play, like, darts in your lawn. Oh, my gosh. But they're actually, like, spears. Oh. <laughs> and they were kids' toys. <laughs> they caused so many fatalities. <laughs> like, Shit, I'm going to Because you would, like, like, you'd throw them at your friends or whatever like that because you're stupid kids. Yeah. And you just impale them with a lawn dart. Do you want to know something? A little fun fact. My brother, my older brother, knocked out his friend with a pine cone when he was younger because he threw a pine cone so hard. a pine cone? It hit the, his temple <gasps> and knocked him straight out when he was like 10 years old. Oh my god. I already remember that. I was like 7 and I specifically remember it because we were all out in the farm area mm. and then he just drops to the floor and he was just bleeding out of his head. Oh my we, god. We had to send him back to his parents. <laughs> Oh my god! But yeah, thought it just knocked him out. That's insane. Um, do you know conkers? I remember conkers being banned in my primary school. I, I don't think it's a thing in New Zealand. What is it? The knuckle thingies on No, no, no. Conkers is um, I don't even know what it is. It's like a closest thing I guess would be an acorn. No, it's it's something you get, it's something you get in Britain. There are there are these giant spiky balls that fall out of these certain trees. Oh my god! And if you crack them open, inside is like imagine like a like an avocado stone. Okay, yes. Yeah. Imagine like an avocado oh, stone inside, and they oh and they're called conkers. Yeah. Um, it's it. I mean, they're not avocado pips, but it's the same sort of thing. You just throw it as like conk. Yeah, and the you know the old game used to be like you know you drill drill a hole through it. Uh, tie a piece of string through and you play conkers where you swing them at each other oh trying to smash your opponent's conker <gasps> and if you smashed it then you win okay and there were so many injuries that like conkers yeah. got banned in yeah. all the schools because they were lethal but yeah there used to be a conker tree around um near my house so it was fun to just pick them yeah 
split open the spiky shell and get the little stone from the middle. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I didn't do that, but like, yeah, no people did. And they would smash windshields. They're like, they were stones. Like they're, I'll I'll show you a picture. Like after we're done recording, I'll show you what a conquer looks like. Yeah. They are lethal. Um, yeah, Todd falls out of the treehouse. <laughs> Doesn't break his back or anything miraculously. Yeah, he's fine. Isn't yeah, he knows his Brian arm. Brian's arm disappears when he shines the torchlight into it. Um, at home, Brian measures himself and weighs himself and realizes that he's shrinking. Mm, I saw that. It made me sad as well. Kind of terrifying. Yeah. I was like, is it going to stop, or are you just going to keep shrinking until yeah. you? I was curious to see if he was going to keep doing it. Mm. They didn't. He cuts the posts off his bed and the other beds of the house. Um, I love... Mum is, like, sat down with one of her friends. <laughs> chill as She's day. chill as fuck. Yeah. She's just like, oh, how are the kids taken? Well, Brian's sawing all the, all the bed posts off, so um, I think not bad. <laughs> I'm like, could be worse. Yeah. I'm like, Mum, you are so yeah, one, chill. One kid's at school, one's just sawing the bed posts off. So. Yeah. <laughs> But she's like chatting with a friend, like, it's no big deal. It's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, she just thinks that it's Brian's way of dealing with it. So she just leaves him to it. Yeah. Which I guess, good. Um, Coping mechanism for your child. I kid out if they did their shit to me to all the bits. To all the bits. Yeah. Is it going to make that much of a difference? Sorry, no. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I probably wouldn't be happy, but it's not the worst thing in the world. I mean, I want to kick them out, but I would be very upset. Yes. Yeah. You'd have a stern walk talking yeah. to. Bits? Beds these days are expensive. Bed bases? Everything these expensive. days is expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, bed yeah. But, but bed frames are cheaper than fucking mattresses. Oh, I can't say much. My mattress was like hundred and fifty from the warehouse, so mine was like thirteen hundred. My mattress was expensive. It's one of those, like, because I started to get, like, back problems all the time. So I got one of those in memory. That's my back hurts all the time. <laughs> Shitty mattress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those ones that, like, comes in a tiny tube. And then, like, you un- oh, you unroll it. And then, like, you leave it for, like, six hours and, like, inflates itself. Oh, and then it's a mattress. Cool. It was one of those ones. And it's, like, a memory foam thing. And then, yeah. But, yeah, everything's expensive nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, Snick confronts Maurice about letting Brian, about losing Brian, basically. Yeah. You know, he's screaming, you know, we almost had him, he was becoming one of us. And it's real sinister and everything like that. Snick threatens Maurice and tells him if he can't get Brian, then Snick himself will do it. Mm. And I love this little argument. It's such a weird moment as well, because Maurice is like, you don't want to make me mad, you know what happens when I get mad? And oh, like, yeah. this weird little cockadoo thing like pops out of his back, back and just goes, and then Wait, goes back. Wait, was it not the dog? Wait, was it? The dog? You know when he had that dog? Come yeah, the, the dog hand thing. Yeah. Was, was it? it not the dog? It like, it popped out of his back or something, yeah, though, didn't it? Out of his back. What if it just pops out of anywhere, though? Oh, that's weird. I thought it was a dog. Maybe it's something different. He's and then Sn- Snick was like, what's that? And he's like, I don't know. It's just it's just what happens when I get mad. <laughs> <laughs> and then the fight continues. It was just a really weird moment. <laughs> um, yeah, so basically Snick's going to go after Brian. Brian checks on sleeping Eric and leaves a, leaves him a flashlight. Yeah. It's very sweet. He's looking after his little brother. Um, the roll. Uh, he then heads to bed. The rollout couch downstairs pops open. Like all the cushions mm. fly off, and the mattress unfolds itself, and you can just saw. You can hear Snick sort of growling and laughing. Yeah, I thought this was such a clever way to get around it. 
going through the couch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like as a plot device. Turn it into a bed. And, yeah. yeah. And then he can use it to oh, get I through. I really did not think of that. I just thought like, oh, he's just folded out so he can get out easier. Mm. I did not think of it. Because he can't get through any of the beds now. because because yeah. Brian sawed them all yeah. shut. Okay. So like as a as like a script writing thing, clever. Mm. Like because a kid wouldn't think about it. And then you just go, oh, a sofa bed. Yeah. It unfolds itself and then Snick can crawl through. That's cool. And then we hear Eric scream. Oh, poor, poor baby Eric. Uh, Mum wakes up, uh, wakes up Brian, asking him if he knows where Eric is. Mum is frantic. Dad is not in the house. He's living in the city temporarily. This is because they're having their trial separation. Yeah. Um, Brian finds the smashed flashlight in in Eric's room and then finds the unfolded sofa bed downstairs. Yes. He grabs his stuff and heads out. He's on a mission. This kid, when he's on a mission, is on a fucking mission. Yeah, right. He is so determined. Yeah, he's just like, like, save my brother, save my brother, save my brother. Oh my gosh. Uh, He heads to Todd's house to ask for help. Um, It takes a bit of convincing, but not much. Then he heads to Kirsten's um, and manages to convince her by showing her the portal that's underneath her bed. Yes. Yeah. Easy peasy. Yeah. Easy peasy. Yeah. Look at this. And they're just like, holy shit. <laughs> She's like, all right, let's go. She's like, okay then. <laughs> um, they head to the school to get lights. Mm. A whole lot of lights because Kirsten has the key to the staff only maintenance room. How did they actually get into, into the, school? the school? Yeah, like, that's my question. What school leaves the entirety of it unlocked? Or does she have... Like, she only has one key, though. I think she only has a maintenance key, right? To yeah. get into that little cupboard that has, like, yeah. the Polaroids and the light bulbs. So how do they... Maybe they, someone left a window open and they crawled in or something like that. Maybe. I wish I showed that, kind of. Maybe there's a bed Maybe there's a bed somewhere in the school. And they just went... <laughs> they, just, they went into Monster World, came out in the school, and yeah. we're just like, okay, maintenance cupboard. <laughs> um, Brian rigs light guns. Like, he uses... Engineer. Yeah, he's a fucking engineer wizard. Like he, it's not like just a torch. He makes a gun yeah. out of torches and lights and stuff like that. He sets his alarm for sunrise uh, or just before sunrise, rather. He warns them that warns them that that they, if they don't get out in time, they become monsters. Mm. Uh, Todd, Todd, and Kirsten agree to help anyway. They're, Todd's like, he's my best friend. I'm not leaving him behind. And Kirsten's just like, well, you're not going without me. <laughs> I kind of, I kind I think of dig Kirsten. Science. I think she just yeah. wanted to be there for the science. For right? discovery. <laughs> uh, they head to Monster Realm. They use their lights to disappear the monsters uh, in their path and get through. They leave torches on the ground so the monsters are left as clothes and can't sort of reinflate. Mm, yes. Very clever. These are clever kids. Um, they go to the master staircase and head to Boy's room, mm. the monster that runs Monster World, apparently. Yeah. The doors open and the group enters. Inside is like a collection of toys and they look sort of old school as well. There's like old school rocking mm. horses and like, I'm like, how long has Boy been here for? A long time, probably. To be head of Monster World? Probably yeah. a very long time. Yeah. Um, they meet Boy. Uh, he's creepy as fuck from the second he steps he's out. He's gross looking. He's, he looks gross and he talks gross. Yeah. He, <laughs> he talks. He dresses like a boy, like a little boy. Yeah, like like um, a grammar school kid, like, you know, in the little schoolboy suit. Yeah. And he's got, yeah, oh, it's so weird. The way he talks is what freaks me out, I think. Yeah. Because he, he talks like, 
like an adult pretending to be a child. <laughs> He's like, oh, Bry, I thought we were going to be friends. <laughs> and it's so creepy. Is Oh, I find him so unsettling. And the kids movie... He's so unsettling for a kid's movie. I think the whole thing is unsettling for a kid's yeah, movie. Yeah, absolutely. Family friendly, everyone. Yeah. Bring your kids along. Um, Brian asks for Eric, screaming at Boy um, when he doesn't answer. Uh, Boy says Brian has potential to run Monster World someday. Uh, Brian says he just wants his brother and he wants his brother now. We pan around to see the back of Boy's head. Yeah, what on earth? What was going on there? (laughs) It like pans behind him and I was just like, what the fuck is that? (laughs) Is that his brain? I don't know. It just I I put my notes here say it kinda looks like a Venus flytrap or something. (laughs) (laughs) It's kinda like moist and like my phone was just like weird brain. (laughs) Yes. I guess that's what his whole head looks like, because he does later peel his face off. Yes. So yeah. maybe that's what his whole head looks like, and the boy mask is just like skin he puts on. Ah! I know, right? <laughs> Kids movie. <laughs> boy shows them Eric strapped to a dartboard. Um, boy wants Brian, and ex- an exchange he will let the others go. Eric and Todd and Kirsten. Um, if you stay and be my pal, is what he says. He's yeah. so creepy. Uh, Brian says no deal, and Boy starts throwing darts at Eric at the board. Once again, this is a fucking kids movie. This is a kids movie, and then like at any second, Eric, the six-year-old, may be impaled with darts. <laughs> um, and then another and another. As Brian counts down, he basically is like, "I'll give you to the count of ten to, you know, give my brother up, or we're gonna blow you away with our light gun things." And he starts counting down. Um, as they arm themselves, like they charge up their guns. Um, Boy calls monster minions to his side. Um, they shoot their light guns, which disappear the monsters and cause Boy to rip his face off. Yes. <laughs> what the actual fuck? <laughs> he literally like keels over and it's not like he keels over and then pops up and yeah. looks more monstrous. No, just... You see him pull his face off. It's fucking awful. It's so gross. It's gross. It's so nasty. <laughs> did you remind me of? Did you ever watch the witches? You know the old witches movie. The you know Roald Dahl the witches. Yes, I do know that, but I haven't watched the movie. The original one. They like when the witches have their like council meeting and everything like that. They get changed into their true witchy form, and most of the witches like take off a wig and take off their shoes and everything like that. And the main witch, who's played by Angelica Houston, peels off her entire face oh and her gosh. arms. And I'm like, child's movie. <laughs> what is with all the skin peeling in children's movies? Can we stop this? Um, yes. Uh, boy rips his face off as planes descend um, and explode their lights. Yeah, I assume I assume they, they shoot the um, lights. Tanks as well. So yeah, it's yeah. like to- toy planes descend yeah. from the ceiling and shoot out their lights. Yeah, and then toy tanks sort of roll in on the sides. And he's generally trying, genuinely trying to kill them. Yeah, I know. <laughs> toy tanks roll up as Kirsten is cornered by saw blades. She backs up as, like, saw blades come through the floor and start coming towards her. Yeah. I was like, what? Excuse me? This is... Yeah. 
Do you want to play a game? This is like some psycho shit. (laughs) Um, The tanks fire and a monster with a bazooka fires at Todd as well and he has to dive out of the way. This is like fucking nuts. (laughs) This scene is insane. Um, Brian manages to make it up the stairs but is grabbed by Snick. He then comes face to face with the real boy, a disfigured monster that is honestly kind of terrifying. Mm. We actually see what his face looks like and it's kind of, his face is so so tiny and like gremlin-y. Yeah. He's got like super pointy teeth and yellow eyes and his face is all like green and bubbly and oh, gross. He looks awful. He looks like he's been there for like a few hundred years. At least. And we know like every time they come in contact with the sun that's when they sort of mutate. Yeah. Because that's how... He looks like sunbathe all the time. (laughs) Because he's ugly as fuck. Like like, how long has he been doing this shit? Um, Snick takes Brian and throws him down a trap door into a pile of teddy bears so it's not that bad. Yes, it was great. Yeah. I was like, oh, that looked kind of looks like fun. A little bit of a plush. Yeah. 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 Uh, Todd and Kirsten have also been captured and they are also down there. They try to escape uh, when Maurice reveals himself. He's also been thrown down there. I assume for failing to get Brian (laughs) indoctrinated. Um, Kirsten uses a phone and a pencil to make a light. Yeah. I I want to check the science on this. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I assume it works, but I'm too stupid to know. (laughs) This fucking eight year old. This this 11 year old has fucking made a light. And I'm like, what? (laughs) How does that work? (laughs) Um, they use it basically to shrink Maurice so they can slide the clothes um, under the door so he can unlock it from the other side Mm. Maurice manages to do that he unlocks the door hold on can I just bring something up absolutely you go for it what the fuck was Annabelle doing there excuse me what Annabelle was there like the porcelain face one or no not Annabelle herself or whatever the fuck that thing is called but it wasn't I don't, I don't think it was a reference because Annabelle came out after that, but it was like the main teddy, you know. Wait, are we talking girl. about are we talking about the movie version where she's sort of porcelain faced no, or like the original? The, the original. What the, is that called? A Raggedy Ann doll. Yeah, it is actually a child's toy. Okay, it is. It's just Annabelle was a specifically possessed one. Okay, but it is an I actual child's toy. Like, you're like, what the fuck? Is yeah, that? <laughs> no, a Raggedy Ann doll. You do the yeah because I was confused because I was like. I don't remember seeing any porcelain face dolls because that's what the movies have yeah. made her to be. But and yeah, the original one is just a raggedy doll. I was doll. trying to Google it as well, but all the Annabelle movies came out like long after that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just it's just bloody Home Alone, but that's good. Yeah, I'm so angry about it. <laughs> all these movies just ripped off Little Monsters. Yeah, this, yeah. this little '80s movie that nobody really that remembers. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, Maurice opens the door from the other side, and the group heads back to school for more lights. Uh, Maurice, in the meantime, goes to Ronnie's house. Mm. We don't know why at this point. They head back to Monster Realm. Uh, back to Boy's room, the planes descend. Uh, Boy and Snick meet the group, uh, who are decked out in light armor suits. <laughs> like, what the fuck is this shit? How the fuck did, How did they, they make... How did they do it so fast? I know! <laughs> They're like, we've only got two hours to save Eric. And then they fucking engineered suits of light. <laughs> uh, it's, oh, it's amazing. It's MacGyver. <laughs> this kid is just MacGyver. <laughs> He's unstoppable. Ronnie, who is there basically just to connect the battery for them. <laughs> <laughs> He's there with his sunglasses. Like his brain cells working overtime to do that. Yeah, yeah. They're just like, no, well, you, need to, you need to put the spiky bit onto the battery. And, All right. And then monsters okay. go boom. And he goes, oh, okay. <laughs> 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 We've been so harsh to Ronnie. <laughs> yeah. 
It's because he's such a dick at the beginning of the film. Yeah. Um, he does. He connects the battery and the loots and the loots. The suits power up. They light up enough to shrink boy and seemingly explode Snick. Snick just yes. fucking oh my god explodes. Yes. <laughs> that was gross. There's little bits went everywhere. Yeah, it's just little bits of him. I guess because it was such a like powerful burst of light. Yeah. But I love how, I also love how when Boy shrinks into his clothes, they're like folded neatly. Yeah! <laughs> it was so that. weird. <laughs> it was kind of funny though. Um, and then. It does. It completely suits the character. It means that they like, they thought about it. Yeah. They're like, oh, you know, if this, if this character turned into clothes, what would they look like? Yeah. Perfectly folded. Yeah. In its place. Um, yeah, and Snick just fucking explodes before all the, all the light bulbs on their armors pop basically i don't know whether it's the lights or just the overload of power maybe just popped it i feel like it's overload of power because that's all connected to one massive to one battery yeah yeah that would make sense um brian's watch beeps so sunrise is only five minutes away mm. snick stress me out <laughs> this, yeah this like final bit where you're like <laughs> get out get out get out get out get out um snick starts to reform himself you just see all these like bits of him crawling back together yeah. it's really gross i'll tell you it's like slimy mm. and you can hear him like mumbling as well he's like oh, i'm gonna get you little fuckers yeah. in a minute <laughs> just once i reassemble myself <laughs> Give me a hold on. Yeah, hold on. Where's my leg? <laughs> um, they run to us. Uh, sorry, they find Eric inside a jack in the box. They have to wind it, and he mm. pops out, mm. sort of dazed and confused. Um, they run to escape by us, but are stopped by Snick, who's nearly fully formed. He's just missing like his shin. <laughs> it's just Fine. just a shin. It's funny though because like, he's like his foot's just chilling there. Like yeah, his foot's just yeah. hanging out, he's just waiting for his shin to go back. <laughs> yeah, it's just like. I'm waiting for that bit to catch up. <laughs> it's around here somewhere. Um, Maurice, armed with a flamethrower, <laughs> walks up the stairs and burns Snick alive so the group can escape. hiding that? Like, where did that come from? Where did this flamethrower come from? What? Popped up in the children's bedroom and he's like, oh, this kid has a flamethrower. I'll take great. that. <laughs> and also, why does it not affect Maurice? Yeah, literally. Why? The light. It is right next to him as well. Like, I understand maybe the candles like don't affect, affect it as much because it's like a little bit of light. Yeah, it's a tiny bit of light. freaking flamethrower. He lets off a massive torrent of flame. Yeah. And it's just like, yep, yeah, I'm fine. And yeah. Snake's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. And why is there a flamethrower? It just feels so unnecessary. This whole movie's been like, we'll protect ourselves with, with torches and battery-powered light guns and yeah. then fucking Maurice rocks up with a flamethrower <laughs> and I'm just like dude that's overkill in this movie yeah. mate tone it down he's trying to look better than the kids I reckon <laughs> he's trying yeah. to show them up yeah. it's like oh yeah you, you guys got, have light bulbs you got light bulbs <laughs> yeah. motherfucker I brought a flamethrower <laughs> hey Snick <laughs> um, monsters celebrate um, that Snick is dead so I assume he's dead dead now I don't know how you kill a monster besides sunlight so I don't know. I, that still confused me, because how did it not affect? And did it kill... Uh, is Boy dead dead as well? Or is he just clothes, and he'll come back later? Oh, but he didn't... But he didn't. He didn't come back later, but oh. that's because the group runs away. But, like, is he going to come back? Is he going to be a problem for Maurice? Oh, oh did the make a part two? I reckon. I don't, I don't know. I don't think this movie ever got a sequel. Oh, 
I hate that when they have it. Yeah, especially when you have questions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, please, I have so many questions. <laughs> like, because surely I, I thought the only thing that could kill the monsters was the sunlight. And maybe you could yeah. sort of half explain it as like the blast from the flamethrower was strong enough light that it killed Snake. You can sort of explain that. The writers are going to listen to this podcast and be like, thank you, we yeah, like, We did our best, all right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, questions. Yes, I don't know. I don't know if Boy's going to come back later and just terrorize the monsters again. Mm. Apparently, Snake's dead because, like, the I monsters were yelling about it. Though. He must have been the problem. And then maybe Boy's just like, oh, I don't have my protector anymore. Yeah, it, it, yeah, because Boy's like the brains and Snake was like the muscle, right? Yeah. Bit- yeah, he was definitely the brains. He had a mess. Yeah, the ooey green thing in the back of his head. Um, yeah, monsters celebrate that Snake is dead. Maurice leads the kids upstairs, but the portal is closed. Like they just bang their heads on the door on the yeah. on the wood. And the sun has already risen, apparently. And I was like, "What, what were your thoughts for this when they like, couldn't get through?" Oh, fuck. <laughs> I was like, "Wait, where does the movie go now?" I was, yeah, was like, "I didn't think they were going to keep going." I, mm. I thought maybe. They they know. they become rulers of monster world. Yeah, or something I like honestly that. like their thought of like oh well, let's go further away to where it takes longer. Like you know mm, the sun hasn't like, quite risen. Yeah, yet. that was smart. That was very smart. Yeah, Brian gets an idea and the rest of the group starts running west, mm. uh, trying to beat the sun around the country, basically, <laughs> which is so cool. What an awesome idea yeah. because like. They can travel faster through Monster World. You know, you can travel states in just a you know a short run. Yeah. So they, I mean, poor poor um, Ronnie's at the back, like. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like me. <laughs> I, I'm the one at the back going, just leave me. <laughs> I'll just become a monster. It's fine. Um, yeah, they're basically trying to beat the sun around the country, and they eventually do find a portal that's still open. Just they've got like. 30 seconds to a minute or something before the sun's up. Uh, Maurice lifts the kids out one by one and they're like underneath a homeless guy on the beach or something like that. <laughs> I was like, what? Didn't the guy not wake up as well? Like when they were yelling for um, Brian to come up? Yeah. They're like, like, quick, the sun's And up. celebrating as well when and they first climb out and they're like, yeah! Is he alive? Yeah. Yeah. Is it, my God. Is it a deathbed? <laughs> Does that work? Oh. <gasps> oh. Oh, it's a <laughs> oh my god! We just cracked this wide open. It's a it's a deathbed, guys. Yeah. It's still a bed. Because how do they just come out of his backpack? Oh, he's lying on something, isn't he? Is he lying on like a bench? No, it's not. It's not a bench. It might no, have been a couple of rocks a... or something. No, like that. it was like a bloody um, backpack. Oh, he's just he's asleep on his backpack. Yeah, and they're crawling out of it. Yeah. Oh, that's so weird. Yeah, I feel like maybe it's like a no. I can't be a sleeping bag because he'd be in a sleeping bag. He'd be in the bag. I don't know. Anyways. Surely it would work like the, you know, the, when you cut the bedposts, like there's not enough room to get out. How did Ronnie get out? <laughs> <laughs> no body shaming, but <laughs> Ronnie was a big lad. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's so funny as well. When, when Maurice is like lifting him out, he's like, oh, awesome. <laughs> it's so cute. I'm like, yeah, I kind of like Ronnie now. Um, yeah. So most of the kids get out and celebrate um. Uh, but Brian is the last one. He's he's having a moment in Monster World with Maurice. Maurice and Brian have a last heartfelt goodbye. Mm. Maurice tells him that he'll return to normal with time as long as he doesn't come back to Monster World. 
he'll grow normally, he won't shrink in the light, he won't be photosensitive or anything like that, he'll be normal again. Maurice is a really likable character at this point. Yes. I thought. Yeah. Once he'd, like, stopped being manic, Yeah. I really liked him I as a character. I feel like he grew to understand the kids as well. Yeah. Like, I feel like he was so used to the scaring kids. And, and so used to being, like, you know, you uh, you hold kids' attentions by being hyperactive. Kids yeah. love hyperactive. Yeah. And then he's just like, but no, they're people. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's so sweet. So Brian tells him that he's his best friend. And um, he's never had... Uh, he'll never have a friend like him again. And the look on Maurice's face is honestly heartbreaking. Well, sort of heartbreaking. It's like heartwarming as well. Because he calls him... He, he's like, Maurice, you're my best friend. Yeah. And it's like he's never Maurice has never heard heard anything like that before. Yeah, true. Oh, and it's so sweet. And you know, the party life is lonely. Mm. Like if you party all the time, you never actually like connect to anything. Yeah. And he's been partying for two hundred years. Yeah, and he just goes from like you know house to house, house to house, scare the kids. He doesn't make that connection. And you don't make friends with other. You sort of make friends with monsters, but not really. He just sort of knows everyone by name, but isn't really friends with anyone. I would not be friends. No. <laughs> and you know, monsters die all the time. They get caught in the sun. Yeah. So he's probably lost friends all the time and just grew to learn not to care. Yeah. And then there's this kid who calls him his best friend, and that look on his face is so sweet. Yeah. And especially because they have to say goodbye. <laughs> um, they say they're going to miss each other. They do their secret handshake with each other one last time, and it's slow and it's sad. Yeah. And like they, they touch foreheads and just sort of linger there for a second. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this is so sweet. You were so like, heartfelt by that, but I was like, Hurry up! <laughs> you're like the sun is rising. You're the like, sun is get rising. Out. <laughs> the whole time, like this is cute, but you guys could do this another night. Yeah. You? Um, Maurice gives him his leather jacket as a present to remember him by. Yeah. I assume Maurice probably is someone else's leather jacket. Yeah, probably someone else's yeah. leather jacket because he's Maurice is like two hundred years old. <laughs> um, yeah, I assume that Maurice is going to stay away from Brian mm. to make sure that he doesn't end up trapped in Monster World. I would say so. Yeah. And if Boy's still around, that would make sense as well to keep Brian safe. Yeah. Um, Brian says a last goodbye and Maurice lifts him up to the portal. The group celebrates as Brian cro- cries over his lost friend. He looks down at the portal and like wipes a couple of tears from his eyes. Yeah. Um, and below, Maurice mournfully salutes up at Brian before yeah. walking off. Uh, the group run to the bre- beach to celebrate and they go for a like morning swim yeah i guess <laughs> next thing we see brian's mum and dad run as the phone rings uh it's it's brian he says that he's found eric they're fine and they're like oh my god oh my god where are you guys we'll come and pick you up wherever you are just tell us where you are and he's like um <laughs> where did they say they are it's oh i can't remember it, it, it was oh. some sort of ta- town name or something like that and they're just like where is that idaho california <laughs> and, then, then, oh, then, yeah. and then brian's like uh California. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're in California. Like, and they're like, how, how the hell did you get... How? What? Because they must have been gone for like only a couple of hours, right? And I assume from where they lived to California would have been yeah, way like, longer than yeah, that. Probably like like half a night they were gone, basically. Yeah. But I'm like, how did the kids... All those kids... Yeah. 
Because the parents were just like, how did you get to California? What? And our last shot, finishing shot of Brian on the phone as he says, it's a long story. And the credits roll. What a sweet movie. So that concludes Little Monsters 1989. So just give me your thoughts on this movie. What did you think of it as far as like the characters and the script and the story and everything like that? Give me your overalls for this movie. Um, honestly, I didn't know what to think of it from the trailer. I thought it was kind of be going to be some like shitty little... 80s movie and I hate to bag on those because yeah. you know my attention span is horrible yes. but I could actually pay attention to this movie oh that's good it held, like, it held your attention yeah enough. I think it was just so many different things that kept happening in it mm. that it held my attention it was always um, sort of developing yeah, like it was always something like, new was happening. All yeah, the time. if you're at home, then you were watching sort of like you know the the parents' relationship devolve and yeah. stuff like that. But then and you were in the monster world as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like, really liked the movie. I guess. Yeah, I just character like, characters and script and everything like that. You just thought yeah, all, all script, good. I thought it was good. Like the actors they chose, I reckon fit that. Oh, fitted. 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 Yeah. <laughs> fit, fit the role. Fit the role. Fitted the role. No, fit the role. No. Fit the role. Okay. They looked great in the role. <laughs> <laughs> Just abandon that word. <laughs> they worked really well in the parts they were given. Yeah. Yeah. I no, don't know. There were no one, bad actors or anything. What like I want to point out is I had no idea whatsoever that Howie Mandel was an actor. <laughs> Oh, really? I thought he was just the guy who was on, like, was it American Idol or something? No, he wasn't that. <laughs> yeah, no. I don't know he did anything. I was like, oh, he's just on yeah, the no, show. He's Maurice like, in this, right? Yeah, he's, yeah. he's Maurice. I'm pretty... Maybe yeah. he stopped doing acting after a while or something. I don't know. Yeah. It says, when I looked him up, he said he was, like, comedian, actor. Mm. Else, yeah, like, I, I found Maurice fairly insufferable for, yeah. for the first chunk of this movie. But... Everything else kept me, like, pretty engaged anyway. Like, the monster world was interesting and I wanted to know how it worked. Yeah. And, you know, the the drama of, like, the family at home and everything like that kept me engaged as well. And then when the emotional crux of the movie turns and Maurice becomes, like, less cracked out mm-hmm. and more, like, you know, there as a person and a character, I really liked it. Yeah, same. Uh, so what would your personal rating for this movie been? Uh, your personal enjoyment, one being awful, ten being amazing. Where would you scale this for yourself? I want to give it a high score. <laughs> you can give it whatever score you like. I would give it like a seven. Yeah, that's seven. pretty decent. Like, yeah, I think seven suits it. Yeah, I was going to say a 6.5 to seven. So, oh, yeah, yeah. 6.5 beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. and by the end of the movie, because like that ending is so sweet. Yeah, <laughs> It was 6.5 at the start and then went up to 6. Yeah, it went up to 7 when it, we actually got, like, emotional stuff to yeah. it. Yeah, I would say mine was, like, a 4 at the start because I was, like, I just had no attention span to it. Uh, yeah. I was, like, mm, it's, like, I don't know what... Do you know, did you recognise, like, when you were starting to get hooked into it? Do you know at what point you were, like, you know, you stopped wondering what was on your phone and were, were just, like... <laughs> <laughs> and you were actually, like, oh. Oh, no, I want to see when what When I see my phone across the room, like, light up, I'm like, oh, there's a text. <laughs> <laughs> Must resist. But I have to keep watching the movies. <laughs> <laughs> Must um, resist checking oh, phone. What part really got me in? I think the part where they scared those little kids. Like, they went around scaring them. Oh, the kids. sort of, the montage. Yeah. When they're going around, like, then, doing all the mischief. Yeah, and then, you know, the parents all got angry and stuff. Mm. I think that's what kind of 
caught me. Oh, okay. It's just because it's like emotional trauma or something. No. I was like, same. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. Must, I'm so sorry. Did I bring up emotional <laughs> torment for you? It's not the first time I've accidentally brought someone on. They're just like, yeah, I have a history with this sort of thing, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But I always give people a choice. I always send people like five trailers, and I'm like, yeah. pick one of these movies, or let me know which ones you have or haven't seen. And I'm like, it didn't make me cry though, but I was just like, I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to keep watching this. Yeah. I want to see how it turns out. Yeah. yeah. This movie in general didn't make me cry, but like the emotional depth mm. to parts of this movie was actually very good. Yeah. It was a lot higher than I thought it was going to be. Um, so we like to give credit where credit's due. Is there a particular actor or actress or character you'd like to give credit to in this movie? I don't know. I looked it up and mm-hmm. now I've forgotten. It's gone out of my head. Absolutely fine. But I honestly quite liked Kirsten. Kirsten. I thought she was yeah. such a little sweetheart. She was. She just always wanted to be helpful. To be honest, yeah. Like, even when they were, she like, was game oh. for anything. Yeah, we we're like, oh, they're like, oh, we need to get into the like the supply closet. She wanted a little explanation why, and then she was like, all right, let's do it. You know, She's like, okay. Like, it wasn't like a no. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go into the school at this time of the night. Yeah, you know? it was just like, come on, fam. She was having <laughs> Yeah. She was great. Yeah, not just because he was a crush, probably, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, she was like for science. Yeah, for science. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good because I picked sort of, sort of a more minor character as well. Like the in cast, the cast in general, phenomenal. Yeah, everyone. There's there's not one actor that I was just like, oh, you're bad. Yeah. Or like, <laughs> oh, why did they choose him? Yeah, like, like the child actors were great. Yeah, Fred Savage and his younger brother the were both great. great. The mum was amazing. The dad was annoying, but yeah. did his job well. Yeah. Maurice, annoying as fuck, but like when he actually did do the emotional turn, it was great. Mm. You know, everyone played their parts really, really well. I wanted to give um, uh, give credit to Frank Whaley, is the actor's name, who played Boy. Oh, okay, yes. Because it so fucking creepy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that whole, like, just the way he like talked and like his tone and and then you know he pulls off his face and he's that monstrous disgusting mm. thing like it, I just loved it shows our personalities I choose like the sweet little girl the sweet innocent and girl and I'm like I love the monster yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was so good and like just the tone of voice I found really unsettling just the mm. way he talked you know did he produce it or no who produced the film I have his, no his idea his name came first on the credits Maybe. I mean, maybe he's doing... I mean, but quite a few actors, like... The intro into the movie, it mentioned his name. Oh, really? Yeah. So I don't know if... Oh, he... maybe he was a producer or... Hold on. I... Maybe it's the director. Because, you know, like, M-, M. Night Shyamalan does that shit. I'm gonna... Little Monsters. A little Monsters, 1989. <laughs> Why is there another Little Monsters as well? <laughs> it's um... a good title. You guys will have to give me a second. Uh, Frank Whaley was the name. Otherwise, they just put his name first just for the funsies. Maybe he was like he a was there for like five. Maybe he's like a big '80s actor, okay. you know, top billing first or whatever like that. Maybe it's like that, but I don't. Maybe I do know. I really can't type this fast, mate. Frank Whaley is an American actor. Blah blah blah. He was in Pulp Fiction, The Doors. He was in Pulp Fiction. Um, guy swimming, guy. Oh, he was a guy in Swimming with Sharks. He was a guy. A guy. <laughs> what a credit. <laughs> you know me, I was uh, I was a guy. <laughs> okay. How do I find out what he's... 
Well, go to, go to IMDb and then look up Little Monsters and then look under producer and see what oh it says. Oh, my God. Okay. And, or, or director or see, see if it says Frank Whaley or not. No, director is Richard Greenberg. I don't know why I laughed at that. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to leave that bit in where you laughed at the director. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Greenberg. <laughs> what a loser. <laughs> Fucking it's nerd. A funny name. Um, no, he's not in there. He's not in there. You know what? He must have just been a famous 80s actor, maybe. Maybe, because his name came up first, right? Because the they movie. used to do that, right? Where and then be like... when they it into the movie, it said Frank Whaley. And I was like, oh, that name sounds familiar, because for some reason I've heard of him. Mm. It must be that thing. I mean, we still do it nowadays, don't we? Where it's like the biggest name goes first, even if they're like oh, yeah. a tiny. It part. would be like a what's it like Suicide Squad one? It's like Margot Robbie, and you're like you weren't in that movie that much. Yeah. <laughs> or like um, you know, any movie with Anthony Hopkins, yeah. where he's just like he has a scene yeah. with maybe like six lines, and they're like yeah. with Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. <laughs> so so when like, people watch it. They're like, oh, what? You're like I love Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, I'll watch that. Yeah, I had one of those recently. We went and watched a movie. It was. Awful. I hated it. What was it? It was called The Sun. Okay. I thought it was really... It, it tackles some difficult topics and not very gracefully or respectfully. Yeah. But, like, I saw the cast list and went, yeah, sure, we can go see that. Because it had, like, Hugh Jackman and Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. And the scene with Anthony Hopkins and Hugh Jackman, phenomenal. Mm. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, everything else. And the rest of the movie, trash and borderline disrespectful. Oh, and I got so mad at it. But anyway. 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 We got distracted. <laughs> so that this um this concludes Little Monsters nineteen eighty nine. I'm so glad you enjoyed it. Oh yeah, I'm so glad it, it was weirdly enjoyable. It's weirdly mesmerizing to watch, yeah. and I'm so glad it kept your attention and everything yeah. like that. It kept my attention, being me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um yeah, so that concludes our movie Little Monsters nineteen eighty nine. I hope you come back for another episode at some point. I definitely will. Otherwise, we'll see you all again next week. Bye bye now. Thanks again to our guests, and thank you for listening. Don't forget to leave a rating and review. It really does help people find the podcast. And remember, you can get in on the discussion by sending us an email, cherrypophorror at gmail.com. Okay, I'll let you go. Good night. Sleep tight. Don't let the monsters bite. <laughs>